This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw various things uh, to bring up to you guys this morning. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's. I'm, I'm reticent to say it. What? Are these things you've noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know what? I or clean- are these things you've found... I, in your junk drawer. No, no, no. I cleaned out the junk drawer yesterday, so I noticed this. Uh, a nine-year-old boy, did you see this, completed uh, a swim through San Francisco Bay all the way to Alcatraz and back. Whoa. Oh. Nine-year-old boy? Yeah, yeah isn't that like shark-infested It is shark-infested. Hmm. In fact, it's one of the reasons why Alcatraz was set up where it was. Of course, the fact that it was a removed island was part of the deal as well, but the waters are notoriously shark-infested. So mm-hmm. is this a new segment? Maybe... Um, Preston's various things. Preston's amazing children. Hold on. Wait. Preston's various things. Preston's various things. Preston's various things. What is that? What does he say? Preston's, Preston's various, things. various things. Oh! Preston's various things. Preston's various things. I thought it was Preston's very stains. <laughs> no, no, no. Preston's various things. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a picture of the kid who looks like he's 70 years old. I guess that's all the stuff on his uh, face from swimming or maybe just pruned it- up. He does. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is he looks there, like a dwarf. He looks like a dwarf. Yeah. yeah. Now they probably put that. Uh, there, there's I'm a, 78 years old. <laughs> there's a like a petroleum jelly they can put okay. on, on their skin yeah. when they have them swim in waters that are um, shark infested or are obviously there's there's an issue. Sometimes they'll have them swim in a very large cage that's being towed. I yep. didn't see a cage. I just saw somebody yep. with a kayak next to him. Yep. Is that what, what it was? Yeah, oh, it was. man. F that. Yeah, it was his dad and his coach. Uh, were next <laughs> yeah, to in the safety of a boat. Yeah, but that, I mean, they wanted this kid to do it on his own. Uh, He's not going to learn how to swim to Alcatraz if we don't let him do it. James Savage is his name. He's hoping to be the youngest swimmer on record to make the swim. The title is currently held by a 10-year-old. What? Yeah. Uh, it ended with smiles and cheers as James walked on shore hours after after hours in the bay. Uh, James, who began the swim at 7 a.m., and it took him a little over two hours to complete the feat, uh, said he had struggled for a bit out of the op- in the open water about 30 minutes into the swim. He had to punch away about four or five sharks. James said the waves were hitting him, and the current was too strong, making it difficult for him to fight them. Uh, in the end, however, with help from his coach and a promise from his dad, James, I'll feed you. from his father, he- James found his second wind, and he was off. I said, I wanted to turn back, but they kept yelling, I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do it. If you do this, Daddy won't withhold his love anymore. Actually, James's father uh, said that uh, if James completed the swim, he would give him $100. hundred. Oh, the hell with that. And on the water, James' father upped the offer to $200 just to get James going again. And he $200 did. and a nine-year-old girl. Uh, now that... Uh, this swimming feat is completed. James said his next goal is to swim the length of the Golden Gate Bridge. Are you a um, Are you a particularly good swimmer, a strong swimmer? I'm a good swimmer. I've no. I've ne- now. I've never gone for endurance swimming. I've no idea. Have you ever swam to Alcatraz? Uh, I've not <laughs> swam to Alcatraz. I do love to be in the water, and I like swimming. And I would like to think, you know, but of course, currents and all that stuff are a whole other thing. But I would like to think that I could be able to last a while. <sighs> In water. Now, it also depends on temperature and yeah. current. Those are mm-hmm. two things. And right. wetness. And and all the wetness. It's so wet in there. I used to spend all the time, you know, swimming out in lagoons and, you know, kind of some distance swimming. Yeah. And uh, now the, the, the thought is alien to me, you yeah. know. 
I just don't like the idea of sharks. Like, I, I would totally do that swim if it was, like, in a lake, you know? Yeah. Um, Unless it's Lake Nicaragua, which I believe has has sharks in it. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, here, Casey, to answer the shark question, John on the line is actually swam from Alcatraz. Oh. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's up, my man? So, I literally, I just got back. Uh, there was a race that I did out in San Francisco just over the weekend it's called mm-hmm. Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon, where you swim uh, the San Francisco Bell. It drops you off on the opposite side of the southeast tip of the island and you swim back to shore it's about a mile and three quarters altogether if you can't swim straight like me okay well the, the also the, the current in the bay is very strong correct the, the current is ridiculous yeah so between the three foot wave swells at least or more that's a if lot you're not swimming if you're not a strong swimmer you're going to go out to the golden gate yeah yeah wow. so they have uh they've got tons of people that are on kayaks that go around you but this is like a a massively sanctioned event uh, this boy that swam, he's a he's a brave soul because I don't know if I could have done that by myself. Wow. All right, so it says here that uh, uh, the shark uh, situation is not as bad as, as, as Steven said? No, it's uh, uh, the way how they describe it, it's called like that brackish water where it's uh, half salt water and half fresh water. Okay. You can tell when you're in there that it's, it's, it's a little different, but um, they and all, all the race officials, what they do is they insist that uh, the few – Sharks that could be in the water, they're way down low because they can't stand to be up close to the surface of the water. Oh, that would provide good comfort to me to know that the sharks were down a few feet lower than they normally are. <laughs> the only problem is that uh, because the bay is so deep, if you look straight down, it's like dark. Yeah. But with the sun coming up, it lights up the top of the water. And if there's people swimming next to you, what you see is all the shadows of their arms and their legs. They're just moving back and forth. And you think there's something underneath you, but there's nothing. You have to, <laughs> no, no, you no, no, no. If you get out of your head, then if you don't get out of your head, then you're going to have like these like mental trips about thinking that there's so many different wildlife things that are underneath you. You're like, oh my goodness, there's like a seal. There's yeah. something underneath you that's going to come up and eat you. Well, John, I, 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 I commend you for that, but there is no way in this universe I would ever do anything like that. The first, it, it, every ball had that thing where you're standing there in, in, in the uh, in the surf and a piece of seaweed hits your ankle and you, yeah. you oh, have yeah. a full-blown coronary. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. There are some people that I know that go out there and do it every single year. I would like to do it again because it was, like, so unique. When you jump off the boat and, like, you stop for a second and you turn around and, boom, there's Alcatraz right behind you. What's, and what? then you swim all the way back to shore and you get to shore. Yeah. And then you realize... Holy crap! Did I just really swim that? I did that. Yeah. Well, well, it used to be a thing. I mean, it was. It used to be one of the big foreboding issues of Alcatraz, and that the, the, the you know they'd say you're net you you could never make the swim from the island to the shore, and yeah. and, and so you you did something that uh, actually a number of prisoners died attempting to do. Yeah, actually, this year it was kind of unique because there was a a story going around in San Francisco about how there was a descendant from somebody that actually escaped from Alcatraz. Yes, uh, like a distant family member had actually went back and did the race this year. Oh, interesting. Uh, somebody that actually escaped uh, from the island. That's one of the great legends of Alcatraz, those guys that escaped that they never were never able found. to account for. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you, guys. See you. Hang would on. would you ever? No. I'm, I, no, I have no interest in stuff like that. Uh, but uh, Jay actually did the Alcatraz swim as well. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I talked to you guys uh, last year. Uh, I speak California lifeguard and uh, talked to you guys about, unfortunately, those kids that died uh, off the Jersey Shore. But, oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like you told me last year, it's, it's a real fun event. It's a local event. They do it a couple times a year. 
Um, there's actually a Bay Area where they, where they do the swim. Nine years old, though, seems a little young to do it. Uh, when we've done the swim, you see some teens. It's mostly kids on, like, the swim team, the local junior lifeguards. Uh, but, like, 13, 14 years old, I don't think I've ever seen a nine-year-old do it before. So this is pretty impressive. Well, Jay, I'm looking at the, the entrance form here to participate in it. You can swim it or you can walk across on the backs of the sharks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's an option. Yeah. Uh, there's a balance kind of issue there. No, but... Um, <laughs> Usually, though, the issue is that you're not really worried about the sharks because there's so many people doing the swim. And like the, the gentleman said, a call before there's there's guys guiding the swim with kayaks. And yeah, it's sanctioned. Um, but to have a kid do it, I mean, I'm sure his dad knew what he was doing. Uh, you do have to time that the, the currents up there are super strong, so you do have to time it between the ebb and flow because otherwise you'll end up in the ocean. It's it's really strong, and you have to do it. There's a couple times a day where you can do it. Do you think? Um, do you think it's all the the, the um... We we know that sharks are attracted to you know splashing, but when you have that many people in the water, as with this these big races, that might be something that scares them away. Correct? Absolutely, right. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I never, and you try not to think about it when you're doing it. I mean, we've done it with as few as a couple dozen people. Like I said, there's a couple times where a couple uh, there's a couple smaller local fundraising events. And you might have maybe just a couple, uh, couple dozen people. Uh, yeah, that's out there. all I would be thinking about, and I would surround yeah. myself with swimmers. <laughs> it's an ama- it's an amazing swim, though. It's definitely something you, you should try. If uh, I know, <laughs> but kudos cool. to you again, Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Well, this kid's nine years old, and he may have set the record for it. So nine years old Good for him. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, I noticed something else. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, this Let's is- do it. Let's do it. Preston Elliott, the noticer, the early edition. <laughs> Uh, there are more than 285 million people in the world who are blind or visually impaired, but not many porn websites cater to the blind. How would a porn website cater to the blind? Uh, I guess you just hear the audio. Yeah. You know, I mean, because on the videos there are audio tracks, so, yeah. There you go. Uh, fortunately, Pornhub has just created a new category of porn called Described Video. That adds special narration to already existing porn films. Oh, I, oh, we got to get one of those. The female narrates uh, narrators fill in the details for visually impaired viewers. We should have Kathy do that. Ew! <laughs> he, oh, he's oh no, no way, Jose! Thank God oh, you're blind. Oh my God! <laughs> you you are lucky you're blind. You can't see this, and I bet it smells. <laughs> oh, especially in there. <laughs> the film. Oh. Gross. The female narrators uh, fill in the details for visually impaired viewers. Why the hand? What could that possibly do? <laughs> that do how could that even, how could that even be pleasurable? It's so stupid. It's just a hand. It's just a hand. It's not the real thing. God, you're never going to give it up, are you? <laughs> no, it's dumb. Never. You're... I'm 37. I think it's stupid. I'm the not mouth, change. you use that to eat and sing. <laughs> eat and sing. That's not, well, it's just not the, I don't you know, get it. Like, um, why don't you just give in on the hand thing? It is, it's a good thing. Steve learned I, I, to look, love I salmon, ever, right? Steve came absolutely. around on a, on a new dish in his life and it's I rub salmon over, all over my junk. And it's not for you to get enjoyment out of, it's no, for the other person. No, so know, what if you I, don't understand it or not? It is pleasurable. Right, I, yes, I, I understand that. I just, I don't understand 
I don't understand how. It's just a hand. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. No, I, know. I get to. it. I prefer you left this conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bill doesn't like these. Oh, I mean, he like it just suggest anything that's graphic or can be perceived as graphic. It's just a hand. <laughs> Yeah, what's sexy? By the way, I think what we they were we had some stuff running up in the uh, screens here, and I think it was British. <laughs> Have you noticed, Preston, that British porn is on the rise and has a better looking acting family or, or stable? I don't know. I, I I've just noticed a yeah, friend sometimes. has noticed yeah, a friend who surfs porn noticed this. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the female narrators fill in. Female narrators fill in the details for visually impaired viewers, describing the setting, the actors, what positions they are in, and even their outfits. Wow! Oh yeah, the outfits are so important. For instance, one video begins: a white woman in a cheap-looking red power suit sits next to a tall, white, lanky middle-aged man with brown hair, a white shirt, a gray suit. And a red striped tie. Can we can we get some audio? Uh, yeah. There are an awful lot of colors being described in this. And if you were blind from birth, that would mean absolutely nothing, nothing to you, uh, wouldn't it? Well, right. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Well, also, you have then you have not ever actually seen some people. Are... Geni- you know your genitalia, but if say if you're a guy, yeah, you've only tact tactile knowledge of. Female genitalia. genitalia. Yeah. Well, so what? So it's still all they've known, and and they yeah. still, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's still something there for them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then again, also people aren't not all blind people are. So are, this big black dude walks in, or blind chicks on the couch. Uh, like she gets all turned on, he's got pizza, and then he bang. Uh, get slightly more exciting after the description <laughs> of uh, what they're wearing. Uh, so far, Pornhub offers 50 enhanced audio videos. Uh, made from the site's top-viewed straight, female-friendly, gay, and bi videos. And, you want to hear um, some? Yeah, we got some audio of this, so let's this try This is it. Pornhub's descriptive audio. Now, this is clean to play? Yeah, bleeped out. In there. Okay. Of the video, sensual <laughs> for Extra Small Babe by Nubile Films. The film stars Doris Ivy and is 8 minutes and 42 seconds long. Oh, 8 minutes and 42 seconds long. The film opens with the silhouette of a notably tiny woman seen through a white screened doorway. You can also see the silhouette of a coniferous tree. Fast forward. Fast forward, right? Exactly. Blind people are no different. Beside her, or a bush. So it looks like she. Wait, 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 wait. Is she talking about what kind of bush? No, no, a regular actual bush. The first tree beside her, or a bush. So it looks like she is perhaps just outside of an apartment doing a dance. Case, play this in, in can you speed it up at all? So I can't. No, I can, I can slow it down. Or someone on the inside. She moves very slowly and sensuously, twirling around and sometimes just striking a pose against the post of the door. Wait, pause for a second. She's got acne all over her body and a fly <laughs> keeps landing on her naked boob. <laughs> She's got one slightly gray tooth. It appears as if she has some sort of moderate drug addiction. She's clearly doing this film to earn money to buy meth. <laughs> then a black guy comes to the door. The black guy you've seen in all of these. You know him. And he's got a pizza. This is the amateur porn. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> she's got a slightly gray tooth. <laughs> clearly some sort of moderate drug addiction involved. And I'm guessing daddy issues. Uh, Poo tooth. (laughs) 
a oh. pronounced poo tooth. <laughs> <laughs> like Jewel, but with a poo tooth. <laughs> this is the this is the why I wonder I wonder and I just on a on a basic level do you think you could work it up for oh. this if you were to sit at home I shut a non-blind person No not not the way this is being described It's like once you've had regular ice cream it, it now listen when I You know what I'm was, saying right when I was younger Okay uh a teenager there used to be this thing called the 976 Exchange. Absolutely. Steve, you know this, I right? know it well. Commercials would run for it. All right. What is it? So you would call. It was it was in New York. Yes. So it had a New York uh, prefix, and it was, so it would be like 212-976-2828. You know, and all the numbers were like that. It was like 29, 29, 55, 55, blah, blah, blah. It had a, almost an alliterative in a number way. Yes, yeah. Uh, so that you could remember. Oh, Casey, yeah. I called it all the time. And it was recorded phone sex. Yeah. So it was kind of like the, ooh, I'm Jenny, and I just turned 18. Right. Or that clip that you play. Only, it didn't just stop at a tease. It went down. It, it, mm, hi, I'm Jenny, and I just turned 18, and I've never been hornier ever. But, but this this audio would go on to describe yeah. what this girl was doing to you right then and there. Ooh, let me undo your pants. you know. Right. And, it, and it would go on and on. And you know what? It was enough for me, man. I totally. It was like I, reading. I called the, uh... that all the time, and and I got around it because a friend of mine, Steve. Do you remember what was called a Watts line? Oh yes, a Watts You're... line was a way for you to make free long distance phone calls, and my wow. parents never found out about it. Wait, who was paying for the call? Then it was a friend of mine's dad had a Watts line or something like that. And it was like a it was like a seventeen digit number that you had to call it was, with different prompts and all this stuff. And then, you know, two one two nine seven six two eight two eight. You know, I call it, and it was crazy, man. And it and, and that was enough for me. So a blind person I, then, might then, get this, I'm just wondering if this could work. But now that you've been to the, now that you've had a full sensory. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably now. not, right? Yeah. But at that time, the, when you're that cranked up at that age, yes. Marissa has a question. Well, not a question. Um, a statement. I, I, you guys haven't experienced these videos because you guys are just talking about them. Um, that was the only part of the entire video that we could play on the air. Well, let me ask you this: what, what? It comes after that. Does the narrator continue, or does it just go straight to the audio from the? Oh, the narrator continues. The narrator continues. And, and says it. that he is putting this there and she yes. is doing this to that. And... Oh, yeah. So okay. even, with, even with editing, there'd be no way to. No, it's pretty much like if you were just at home watching porn and talking it out and describing it to your friend. Oh, by the way, I hate in, a, in porn when the guy barks out commands and especially when it's actually already being done. Let me ask you this, uh, Marissa. The, the narrator, is she saying... She using graphic words? Yes. So I just okay. pulled up another video, and it was a um, lovely couple, and they were having breakfast. We have a clip here, Preston. We were pretty much there around to go. Um, and I'm hot. Six there to was a lot of love in the family. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think of like a Danielle Steele novel where it's like, oh, she he takes out her breast, and it's very okay. pretty. No, okay. it's like he whips out her tea and starts. Okay. He's a tea drinker. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Nice. Very nice. Earl Grey. Hang on a second. Let me. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Privilege. Privilege. <laughs> Not everyone can afford Earl of Grey. <laughs> 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 hey, let me go to Kevin here. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Preston Steve. How are you? Good. Great, man. What's up? 
I got a, I got a little comment. I, I used to be in banking, and I would call on two companies in the Philadelphia area that actually were call centers for those 976 numbers. And ironically, one of them was up near Sesame Place up in Langhorne. So I'm kind of curious to see if Kathy might have worked there part-time back in the day. <laughs> 976. <laughs> nice, Kevin. No, oh, bro. It was actually pretty, pretty, pretty funny because um, there was actually some workers there. You know, I mean, it, it was it was kind of wasn't your typical, uh, you know, trailer trash woman sitting there with a marble hanging out of her mouth and a bottle of Jack Daniels in her hand. You know what? It's funny because we had uh, that we we know a girl through the show who is very attractive and has a you know another um, occupation that's just sort of like found money. But she she did the the phone sex line thing. I think the um, forgot who that was. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I can write down the name if you want. She was yeah. a uh, massage Mas- therapist. Ma- yes, and we oh, had her. Yeah. In, yeah, we haven't had her in in years. It's She's been, uh, yeah. I've seen her. I saw her recently. I think okay. uh, maybe after right, right. Yeah. Aaron McGarity. No, <laughs> no, stop that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but the classic image is of you know. It's a woman oh. sitting there with a Marlboro hanging out of her mouth. Yeah, and, she's got a child. In right, her yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember. All right, interesting. Thanks, uh, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, one of the one of the guys that you'll see at a lot of our events uh, is Tucker, and he is blind. Hey, Tucker, how you doing? Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Uh, so, weigh in. What do, what do you think? Would this work for you? I'm not a big porn guy, but they've had narration in, uh, on DVDs and movie theaters actually have headphones now for the blind. Oh, that's interesting. We have a clip. Say, baby, put down that pipe and get my pipe up. <laughs> you like that? I would like you to unhook your bra and let it slide down your arms. You can keep your shirt on. Bill O'Reilly narrates porn. <laughs> it's really good. Cup your hands under your breasts and hold them for 10 seconds. Hey, Tucker. No so, longer. So so you're, you're not into this, but do you see this as a viable uh, thing for the blind? Oh, yeah, why not? Okay. If you're in the porn and you're blind, yeah. The All deaf right. are already covered because I don't, I don't even listen to it with the sound up. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Hey, if you can see, you wouldn't need the sound. Do you know what, though? You, you might benefit, Tucker, because um, you're you're naturally going to create the image of, of much more attractive people in your mind than are actually in these films. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tucker. And, and to, well, to Kathy's thing real quick about uh, the colors. Yes. Most of the blind people I know have not been blind from birth. It seems to be, in most cases, something that comes on later. Okay, oh, wow. so the majority okay. of people you know have, have uh, experienced color. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tucker. We'll see you soon. See you guys there. All right. Bye-bye. He I won't still, see us. I still like the... Oh, shut up. <laughs> I still like the idea of, uh, of them being... Very uh, <laughs> honest with the the appearance of right. people in the porn films, and because uh, you know, if you get your lower budget stuff, they're not going to be real hot. A uh, man walks into the room with a slight hunchback. <laughs> He's got a poo tooth. It's clear no one would make love to him until he unzips his pants. Then his large, sort of misshapen penis draws attention. You can clearly tell by the woman's face that there's some sort of odor associated with this private party. <laughs> but she'll continue anyway because she needs the $50 to buy Coke. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Seems to be a director yelling at her off screen. <laughs> an odor. A pronounced odor. You can tell by the look on her face. As her face draws closer to his privates, her eyes start to tear, <laughs> as if she was cutting an onion. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
Marissa found some more that we can play. She edited it, so I think she's edited well, up. G- God the, bless her. This is the graphic beep, stuff. Beep, beep. Yeah, here, here we go. He gets on his knees to properly worship her t- and now pulls up her sheet to handle a sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> sweet ass. Not everyone has a sweet ass. I'm not gonna play anymore. <laughs> That's it. Well, he's uh, he's uh, trying Kathy to show. Kathy was just getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Still on his knees and kissing her. There is a transition, and now she's on the table. A transition. A transition. They switch positions. It's a jump cut. They switch positions. Hang on. While he's on his knees and. E- like it was the best breakfast ever. Oh, <laughs> How was that, Kath? The best breakfast ever. Like sugar smacks. Oh. Or frosted mini wheats. Oh, it's at this point the smell hits her. Her knees buckle. She seems to cough a little bit. But in her mind, you can tell her yearning for cocaine drives her. <laughs> Childhood memories begin to well up. Uh, Pornhub Vice President Corey Price says the new genre makes porn more accessible to those who may not otherwise be able to appreciate it. He said, it's our way of giving back. God bless those people. And we're excited to hear what people think about it. It it Go ahead. I'm sorry. It falls under the category on Pornhub. They have a YouTube channel. I'm I'm not making this up. It's Pornhub Cares. (laughs) Pornhub Cares. You don't see commercials for that on TV. Yeah. They also have videos about uh, hardcore corn, which is pretty funny. Hardcore corn. Yeah. I love it. All right. There's a lot of shucking involved. Anyhow. He begins to shuck the corn. I just thought that'd be something you'd be interested in hearing today. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right. Well, we do need to take a break. Stay right there. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I see a name on our phone screen here. I don't believe it's him. I refuse to leave until I actually hear a voice. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Exactly. So let me let me see. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not the voice I was looking for. Um, Will, are you there? Hello. Yes, it's Will Forte. Third time's the charm. How are you? Good morning, sir. I'm doing good. I'm on the way to the airport. I've been in New York and and uh, flying back to uh, home to California. You've been in a media storm. You've just been doing every show and promoting your book. And you're you're uh, a great guest. You're always funny and engaging on all the different shows. I've, I've yeah, seen you putting on a lot of pressure on me right now. Yes, and I expect you to hold. <laughs> I expect you to continue with that. Uh, uh, but you're. Go ahead. Uh, let's talk more about that traffic report. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're uh, you're promoting the book, by the way, which I ordered on Amazon. Uh, and oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks um, it looks like I, I've seen a couple of panels. It looks very funny. I, and I'm saying this is a, the highest compliment. This is a book I will be happy to put right next to my toilet. It's basically made for the toilet. Yeah, not the inside, not the inside of the toilet. <laughs> right, the toilet reservoir. Not not for the action, but it it, it reminds yeah. me of and I don't. And again, this is a compliment. It's like a Gary Larson. It's a one panel comics that you yourself. Oh, wow. That's the, that's the highest of compliments. It's uh, that that is what I aspire to. I don't I don't know that I quite get there, but but uh, it's the, there's an interesting. I mean, the, the story behind the book is I 
I wrote them when I was 24. It was like the very first thing that I ever wrote. And they got me, they're these dumb little cartoons that I, uh, that, that got me my first jobs at, uh, Jenny McCarthy show on MTV and, uh, writing for Letterman. So, so, uh, 22 years later, somebody finally said, oh, we'll, we'll publish them. Well, you can you can tell that they're, um, you, you know, the, it's you. And, and by the way, you, you cracked me up anyway, so there, you, you had me at that. But these are the kind of comics I think you would see appear in, uh, like, if Nash Lampoon was still around. You know, those those single panel. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they're, uh, they're just stupid enough. <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever try submitting them to, like, you know, a, a local small newspaper, like a, a city, you know, uh, smaller I didn't I did try to uh my dad knew a guy who was in the publishing uh business and uh, you know did book book stuff and and so I sent it to him and and he uh sent a very a very nice letter back saying no um that the pictures were horrible <laughs> he said it in a very nice way but it's like he's very right I mean his critique was dead on it was like uh, you know. Well, the pictures are so you're so all right. So you're not Salvador Dali, but you're, but you're uh, you know the uh, the, the no. The, I'm bad, I'm better than Salvador Dali. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what it suits it suits the uh, it suits the the nature of the material, and, and I I've been laughing out loud at what I've seen. So the the the, the history is you'd sent a writing package over to the Letterman people, and then sent this, and this is actually what got you the writing gig on Letterman. Well, this was, I actually sent this first, and then they said, they said, oh, do we like this, send in a writing packet, and then I sent some really crappy <laughs> writing packet, and so it had to be this, they got me the, they, they, I think it was, uh, they acknowledged that it was just this thing, because I, uh, I didn't send it, I mean, I don't, I look back over my writing packet now that I sent that, I kept a copy for myself, and it was not, it was not strong you know it's, it's it's funny because usually your 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 um your inclination is to look back at stuff that you did in this case decades ago and say oh my god this is horrible but this were you surprised that this because it is it's, it's very funny that it held up i, I it's actually a little bit it, it was uh it's been a really fun experience because it was i've always had this uh special feeling towards this book because it it you know did basically get me started yeah. uh, in in the uh, doing what I love doing and and uh and to see it when it first came together in like a uh, uh with a cover and stuff like that it was it was a really cool experience. Yeah, Jim Florentine uh the stand up took a whole bunch of old material, old written material that he had stored away and did a whole album just reading it to prove how much it stunk. And <laughs> And uh, I have a lot of that stuff too. For sure. <laughs> this, this book somehow kind of holds up. Some, some of it you could tell. Some of it is a little, a little dated. Like we didn't, we didn't change any. There were a couple minor changes, uh, but for the most part, it's all the stuff that I just did when I was twenty-four years old. Well, a lot of good uh, feedback from your friends. There's, uh, there are uh, accolades from David Letterman, Seth Meyers, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Andy Samberg, Paul Rudd, just to name a few. So. How much yeah, did they, they get they on were, this? Uh, <laughs> they, they just kept getting bombarded with emails. Please. <laughs> please. We, we've, heard Will that, <laughs> we've heard, Will, that that's the most um, awkward thing to do. Is Now, do you, do you personally, because they're friends of yours, do you solicit, or does the publishing company solicit? Oh, no, no, I, I sent them okay. uh, letters. <laughs> so, I, I um, mean, I, I, when you sit down to write a thank you note or something, it's awkward. How do you, or how do you... 
Was it hard just saying, could you do this for the book? I just give everybody an, an out. I make sure I say like a hundred times. And if you're too busy, don't, don't worry. Um, and, uh, but it's like, you know, it's, 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 these people are all, uh, um, I just, not, they're nice people. And yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, especially all those people from, uh, SNL are, are like, uh, family, but, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's, they're, I, each person on the book, I uh, was is a very nice person. Okay, and uh, by the way, friend, yeah. And I haven't even said the title of the book is is One Hundred Things to Definitely Not Do If You Want to Get a Chick. That's the yeah. title of it. And I love Jack Black's quote, which is, uh, "Will Forte is a weird dude," <laughs> and and he is he labeled as Hollywood legend down. Jack Black, which I'm sure he made you do. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't make you do anything. He make, he's he is. Uh, no, he's one of my comedy heroes. I love him. He, and he's also an incredibly nice person. Yeah, so we, you have, we've had the opportunity. He's a super-duper nice guy. You have all these guys yeah. and all these friends. And this, By the way, this is there are some valuable, even though there's a lot of funny stuff on here. You, you know, And, and uh, for example, you talked about things that might seem a little bit um, dated. They, there's some uh, 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 90210 sideburn uh, references and things of that yes. nature. But uh, but I think you uh, somebody could use this. Would you say? And I, I think you were talking about this on on uh, Colbert show that um, here you are still single, um, you know. But uh, do, do you believe at some level you have game when it comes to dating, or or is you know? Wh- how- I follow the guidelines that I set out in the book. <laughs> you know, never force a woman to smell your finger. Uh, do not kill oh their pets. These are all very valuable. All right, uh, tools. I'm telling you, if you have problem with with uh, women or men, it works for yeah. men too. Uh, Got to get this book. You no. get married in a second, and if you snap your fingers, you're married. <laughs> well, take my advice. I just purchased it, so I, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all down with that. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't go to two things. First off, uh, Last Man on Earth, which is is hilarious. Yes. We we all watch it and adore it. The thing that is um, fantastic about that is the way that the um, I, I hesitate to say supporting cast has just um, blown me away. Like specifically Mary Steenburgen, yeah. who is oh she's friggin' great. hilarious uh, this she's season. So great, she's got some. Oh man, there is. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you got some good stuff in store with, <laughs> with Mary. Wow. <laughs> well, and, well, uh, her and in January have some some pretty uh, pretty fun. Oh yeah. Stuff that, that, that might get a little intense. Oh well, like you, well. January's uh, she's she's gone off the uh, the the rails. Uh-huh. She is now a uh, a paramilitary uh, type of lunatic, and uh, Mary Steenburgen's making love to a, a rubber man, uh, which is which is wild. But the so you probably do in that situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'd like to be very realistic. Yeah, we were talking last week, Will, about uh, John Hamm and how great he is and, and everything that he does, but his. <laughs> His role on your show was so brief and kind of unexpected. And um, is it is that like just asking a friend to do something too? Is that how that happened? It's yeah. It was he's he is wonderful. He he uh, is always up for for doing uh, fun little things like that. He's up for anything. So he he came on when I went on Fallon to test my beard for bacteria and stuff and see if there was poo in it. Uh, which there wasn't. All right, excellent. You seem clean. Scientifically proven. It had every other strain of bacteria. 
but but the one that mattered to me was not present. So yeah, that was good. <laughs> the one uh, you were most concerned about. <laughs> but so yeah, so I just thought uh, I might as well ask him if he uh, uh, would do it, and he he said yes. He, so it was, it was uh, super cool because it was such a fun fun thing. Oh, hang on one second. I'm sure. just getting out of the car. One second. Yeah, All right, go ahead. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Are you at okay, the? Sorry. Did you no just problem. arrive at the airport? I just arrived at the airport. Hmm. Flying out of JFK today? Flying out of JFK. All right. Uh, well, do, do I assume I always envision you traveling with a, with a Kanye type of entourage? Is that correct? Uh, there, yes, I'm flanked by thirty people with cell phones, <laughs> with blackberries. <laughs> no, I'm just I just uh, I walk in. I, I'm actually somebody else's. Uh, person. So, oh, you're, uh, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm, you're a valet. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're with Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... I have to get Miss Gifford's back. One thing. Miss <laughs> Gifford. And then <laughs> I think the other thing Steve wanted to mention is MacGruber too. Yeah. What's the what's the status status of that? Because there was a the status. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, we, uh, oh we're. I mean we. It's still early in the process, but we're. We're excited to write that. You know, we have a script written, but we're it's in the early stages, and it's looking like I think we're gonna have a chance to make it. I think I think it's looking good as far as finding somebody who will let us do it. So uh, we're we're early in the process, but but it's definitely something that's high on our priority list. We're what? just so busy with the last man on earth that yeah, that, uh, you know, kind of. Got to get that done first. Show yeah. continues to be hilarious. MacGruber Thank is, you. I consider, you know, we, we consider it a masterpiece. And if 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 uh, if it does and it, uh, it reach fruition and become a project, we are we are uh, ecstatic about that prospect. Thank you very yeah. much. We had uh, Yorma and the Lonely Island guys in the studio uh, a few months ago, and uh, Yorma is one of the co-writers, or, or, or is Andy and um, uh, Kiva is a part of it as well. Uh, no, uh, Akiva was a producer on the first one, um, but but uh, Yorma directed the first one, and and he and I and uh, John Solomon, who uh, works at Last Man on Earth, we uh, we all wrote it together. Okay, but uh, but you know all those guys, we're all we're all buddies, so a lot of times we'll have little script readings, so so they'll you know every all all our buddies weigh in. <laughs> I um. I follow you on Twitter, but also there's a MacGruber Twitter. I'm not sure if that's the real MacGruber or just somebody pretending to be the real MacGruber on Twitter. There's the the the, the actual MacGruber Twitter is at Groobs69. And so it, that's real. That's <laughs> really MacGruber tweeting. Yep. That is MacGruber tweeting. Oh, well, fantastic. When you, when you talk he to never him. tells me what he's He never tweets while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> never in the same room when he's tweeting. Well, uh, can you tell him his, his last tweet was just brilliant and hilarious? <laughs> I will let him know. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can't yeah. say it on the air. It's about a, 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 yeah, a part know, of his body burning. Video, yeah. uh -huh. I love it. Excellent. Yeah. Give him a wide berth. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, Will, good to finally talk to you. Uh, we'll good remind you. We'll remind yeah. people the 100 things to definitely not do if you want to get a chick is available uh, in ebook and paperback and all that good stuff right now. So uh, we'll let you get on your plane and handle Miss Gifford's uh, luggage and all that stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we'll touch base. you guys. It's really good to talk to you. All right, we love you. Will Forte, guys. Yeah. Touch base with him soon, man. That's uh, And, and the, the panels are in the, in the, the book are very funny. Steve was scrolling through some for yeah. Him.
And, uh, yeah, very much far side type of thing. You you said you just uh, watched, uh, again, MacGruber recently? I've not watched the whole thing. Okay. I, I saw part of it and was cracking up where he, he wants something in this room to have sex with to make up for oh. all the wrong he's done for this guy. Give me something to have. Please give me something to have. He's crying. It is a scream. Do you know who's also brilliant in it is Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You have to watch. I know people were were dismissive of it because it seemed like a second level, third level character on SNL. Yep. But it is from beginning to end hilarious. Yep. I will definitely have to see the whole thing. Hey, uh, we have some time. Talk about something else. And uh, Marissa sent me over this uh, interesting article about um, the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike. They released a list on Tuesday of 24 companies that owe... Uh, more than 20000 actually well more than $20,000 in unpaid tolls. Those businesses, mostly trucking firms, owe a total of $1,537,000 and plus. This is 20 businesses that together yeah. owe over a million dollars? million and a half. What, yeah. just from going through EasyPass and for, not having it? Yeah, or? for 19,134 violations. Of the top violators, 10 are from New Jersey and 8 are from Pennsylvania. Uh, one New Jersey company in, is responsible for more than a third of those delinquent payments. Jesus. I guess so. It's got to be, right? It's got to be Easy no. Pass. Well, I mean, because Easy Pass charges automatically, though, right? Yeah, but if they don't have Easy Pass and they go through the Easy Pass Maybe lane, that's what they're right. doing, yeah. You they know think- what, though? I also, I've heard of this where they people have had it and truckers have had it in the vehicle. And for some reason, wherever they have it, is it's not readable or it's... I don't want to say scrambled by what it's near. Right. But you find out pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, though. right? Yeah. You're not you're not going to rack up, you know, uh, half a million dollars. How did how does how does the uh, quickly? How does the Turnpike um uh, authority how do they let it get to that level? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, there are this, this is not a a perfect system. It is a, ver- a great system and very convenient at times. However, mistakes can be made. We were charged uh easy pass stuff for uh like in uh, I think one was out of like Chicago or something like that, and we're like, really? We yeah, we weren't even there. Okay, you um, got an Easy Pass charge from Chicago. Yeah, and then then there was another one where we were. Uh, my wife was driving down to the shore with. Um, oh, you want this press? Yeah, Chicago. Thank you. Chicago. <laughs> we have to. Yeah, she was um, driving down the shore with uh, like my sister in law, and at the time we didn't have Easy Pass, yeah. but my sister in law did, so they brought their transponder with them, and for some reason it didn't catch. Right, so yeah. when we went through, it took a picture of our license plate, and so we ended up. Well, having you're not to, supposed to switch it from car to car. Well, they don't know that. The, no, the they system, do. You the, can you can get you can get fined for it. Oh. How, how do they do? All right, I'm, I'm sorry, Casey, to sub question off of your uh, yeah. issue here. How would they determine that that you trans- have to you have to register your car with it? So it knows that my car is the, a white Audi this year. This license plate. No, but but if you're going through and there's no infraction. If you're not doing anything illegal and you just simply go through, go through what, flag what would flag it? I yeah. don't know, but it's yeah. happened to me. Okay. Where, where I've switched it and I've gotten a ticket because of it. Turn around, Kathy Romano. <laughs> nice try. Why am, why am I getting the ticket and them not getting the ticket? Because it was your car and you used it. Okay. And it was your license plate. Mm, okay. I, I, um, it just but you know what? Like... I will say that they are pretty good with, um, so I've not had it in my car. I've made a mistake, not had it in my car. Yep. Uh, and I've gone through and they were able to connect my car to the easy pass, even though uh, I mistakenly didn't have it in the car and charge the easy pass. I never got a ticket, nothing. And I called to check up on it and they were like, no, we, we saw where you got on. We saw where you got off and we know you have easy pass. Ah, what? Yeah. 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 
No way! Yeah. Because I've been screwed on that exact issue, having Easy Pass and forgetting to or uh, taking it out of the car, or cleaning it or whatever. Right, right. And I didn't get that accommodation. I, mean, I, I called and asked, and and they Steve, were like, "It's taken care of." You're not as pretty as I. This clearly <laughs> it. They can take a picture crazy of the driver. Thing just happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here mas- massaging my spresser so sore when I'm PMSing anyway. I do have an easy path. I do, I do. I poopy doop. Don't you think, though, sometimes when you go through, because they can take pictures. So, like, sometimes I'll, I'll just give, like, a little I, smirk. Kathy, I, I, I had to, look okay? I almost had to, like, overthrow the government to get a couple right. of, uh... Ben uh, of the Ben Franklin Bridge, yeah. right? But Kathy, what you're saying basically is is that every time you go through an Easy Pass, they're taking a picture of every single car. No, no, and no. Then I'm there's not somebody that. that's looking at the car in the Easy uh, Pass. No, 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 no. I got gotcha. <laughs> No, I think it's at random. So <laughs> yeah. I think some people get caught, some people don't. All right, so we uh, we're expecting some pretty hefty fines to come in the mail at some point because when we were in California, we were driving and we didn't know this. We were driving in like basically easy pass lanes. I don't know what they're called, what it's called there, but I'll just right. call it easy pass where um, they have they have um, carpool lanes. Yes. And then they have easy pass. Lanes. Right. They're, 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 they're high occupancy lanes, high occupancy lanes. I didn't understand. We didn't understand what that meant. So I was waiting for toll booths to come up, and when yeah. the toll booth would come up, I would get over. Yeah, and no toll booths were coming up. But you needed to have a transponder in your car in order to be driving in this lane. And, and you didn't have and, one, and we didn't have were one. Were you driving your own personal vehicle? No, we were driving a rental car, so that's why it's going to. Some, sometimes, because I'll guarantee you, I am probably the uh, number one on the top ten most wanted list in Switzerland <laughs> because <What? of> the, <laughs> we were driving around, and apparently. I was what I was doing was akin to driving through people's homes, but I I, I didn't know they, it wasn't clear on some of the on the some of the, the roads, some of the more rural roads. There was a tolling system mm-hmm. that I was completely unaware of. Here's a guy texted and said, "I I don't have an easy pass. I have a pickup, and uh, when I drive on the highway, I keep the tailgate down, and the camera can't see my plate." Well, that's honest that's of you. Illegal. <laughs> um, I love easy passing. Listen, if I get an errant charge. Uh, once in a blue moon. Hi, this is Preston Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking a bubble bath. <laughs> Listen, it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it <laughs> yeah. when I drive by and I see people sitting in line at those tolls, and I just go, "See ya." I love. I mean, I, 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 listen. Yeah. I I love that there are are jobs for toll takers, and I love all that aspect to it. There are just some god awful toll booths that are. Yep. Are, are, you, you are going to tack on 20 minutes trying to get through the toll booth. So Green Coast Logistics of South Plainfield, New Jersey, tops this list. That company owes $678,000 for 7,631 violations. And what, it's just a trucking company? Yep. I, I assume it's, uh, it's Green Coast Logistics, so I'm not sure these are supposed to be trucking companies at that top list. Only two other companies owe more than $75,000. That's Natural Stone Wholesalers of Williamstown and the U-Haul Company of Arizona in Phoenix. Now, let me ask, oh. uh, you, you well, know this I, company? No? I, no, I was just going to say, if, if I wonder if U-Haul renters just don't put Easy Pass in their trucks and it has no nothing to do with the U-Haul know. company, but you, people are driving around That's a good point. rented U-Haul trucks and just don't bother paying the fine. Mm. I would I'm wonder paying, paying the toll, I mean. I would wonder if this this sort of these sort of charges though, Preston, just fall in their expected bottom line. Maybe. That, they, uh, they, that in other words they get there, so oh, this is the bill we pay every Yeah, but if you're out uh, nearly seven hundred thousand dollars from one company, you're probably yeah. gonna want to go and collect. 
Uh, hang on a second. No, no, I, I'm not saying they're going to write it off. I'm saying the company just assumes that every year they're going to. But the, the uh, 700 grand is a tab. on For the Easy Pass or for the trucking company? For the trucking company. I got you. Yeah. Let me go to John, who wants to comment on, uh, you know, how people get busted and so forth. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? I just was listening to the uh, conversation there. I, I drive the turnpike every day, and um, and there's been articles about this over the last year. Mm-hmm. That the problem in Pennsylvania is, uh, for lack of a better term, they have no hammer to come down on your basically your driving privileges. They can't suspend your license. Okay, so uh, so if you're you're talking that. about if you're if you're a regular offender, if you're just zipping Correct. right through and you have no easy pass and you just do it over and over and over and over again, yep. there's no real legal ramification. They can't. You're, you're exactly not exactly right. Exactly. Huh. And I guess if they're with a company, then. You're not personally responsible. Like maybe they get turned over to a credit agency because they owe so much money, but it's not personally you. It's the company, right? And uh, and yeah, there, there's no. I mean, they, their system is they send late notices and then they send brighter colored late notices, and nobody, <laughs> you know, anybody just wants to uh, let me avoid it, ignore it, whatever. That's what they do. That but, that list you have there, apparently, it's tens of millions of dollars, like overall that they're. I tell you what, John, now, now I can understand why you wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't put you out as a most wanted yeah, and, yeah. and flag you with the police and all that stuff. But I would think they would have grounds to sue you somehow or another, the state. Um, yeah, I would think, yeah, they could do something along those lines. But they're, the biggest issue they have, and that's what the I think the uh, Turnpike Authority talks about, is other states have the authority to suspend your license. If you if you abuse it that much, they have that um you know, control that they, yeah. and that's what forces payment, you know, more right. than anything. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be the one piece of punitive damage that would be uh, the most effective in getting people to pay. Yeah. Yep. All right, thanks, Absolutely. Sean. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Does anybody know how far Easy Pass goes? I was just going to ask oh, that. It's, it's yeah. regional, and in Florida, it's called Sun Pass. Sun Pass. Correct. You, whatever one you were dealing with in California. I, I New York, don't... New Jersey, Pennsylvania, yeah. for sure. Delaware, yeah. for sure. Most uh, of New England. Are Maryland, all... yeah. Uh, yeah. Maryland used to be different. I remember because you would drive 95 and have to do the tunnel by Baltimore, and yeah. you, use a, you couldn't use Easy Pass, but that switched over the last few years. Yeah, but... that's where we ended up getting pinched. What happened to us was we were going through one of those Easy Pass or toll lanes. And the car in front of us had an expired Easy Pass, and we ended up getting charged for them. Yeah, That's I nice. haven't uh, driven north of New York, so uh, not Connecticut and not Vermont. Uh-huh. Well, it says there there are no toll states. Oh. Uh, There's also no non tolls in Vermont and Connecticut, but I guess the rest of the Northeast, including and branching into the Midwest as well, Ohio, yeah. Indiana, and Illinois. Did you Illinois. know that there are no uh, billboards in Vermont? Really? None, really. So they have a, I guess they have a law. Yeah. That, uh, There's a yeah, random side note there. Some states do that. Uh, interesting. So, yeah, we're looking at North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and then all the way up into the uh, uh, the rest of the Northeast. Out to uh, Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Vermont's also the only state capital that doesn't have a McDonald's. Hmm. I might have made that up. There's also an easy pass that I don't know how they... Uh, how they they track anyway. you? Thank you. We've what? already moved on. Uh, yeah, I was trying to move on past. That. I was trying to. Help I'm, I'm gonna. St- I'm, right. I'm gonna okay. loop around. But but go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, no. I mean, if you want to loop back to it, I'll I, take a nap. <laughs> why, why do you think this? I'm pretty sure I learned that when I was in Vermont a couple of years ago. But again, I, I might have made that up. Okay. I might have thought All it. All right. I'm going to repeat it again. There are no McDonald's in Vermont State Capitol. And then you hit him every time. <laughs> there are no, there are no, 
McDonald's in Vermont State Capitol. <laughs> there, there are no, there are no McDonald's in Vermont State Capitol. <laughs> I might be right. Uh, what I would you say if queried? Okay, so Montpellier. Mm, oh, that's you, how you pronounce it. Uh, okay. Uh, or Montpellier or whatever. Vermont is the only U.S. state capital without a McDonald's. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so just the state capital. Yeah, that's what okay. I said. It says this proves, this is a uh, this an urban legend that proves to be true. Backwards knuckle draggers. Per the sources. Yeah, what's that all about? How can you possibly conduct state business without a McDonald's close by? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a corrupt government that's yeah. clearly. There's not a lot to that town. You guys ever been to Montpelier? No. Pretty, it's pretty small. Where do Katie McGinty and Pat Toomey stand on this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so into it. I am just, I know they are, they are very contentious when it comes to fast food in the state capital. <laughs> All right, so Will on the line says there are some ramifications for scamming Easy Pass. I'm going to go to him. Hey, Will, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh! you, Will. What's up, buddy? So I happen to know, um, I got a, uh, it's happened a couple times to me. I've gotten parking tickets in Virginia, and they'll actually send that information to the DMV after a certain point. Uh-huh. And when you get pulled over, say, for speeding or for anything else, um, there could be a warrant for your arrest at some point because of all these unpaid tickets. That's, yeah, I, yes. I, I had that, yeah, I, I got a... I got a ticket, a parking ticket in D.C., and I asked a police officer friend of mine, I'm like, dude, what are the chances of me ever having an issue? Can I just not pay this? And he's like, no, pay it, because if you're down there again and you get pulled over, you can get in bigger trouble. But you don't know this for sure when it comes to turnpike toll violations, so. So Easy Pass specifically, no, I don't know that for a fact. Okay. I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe that they wouldn't get this toll back. I, mean, I agree. Yeah, it, it does. It just it seems weird. I, I agree 100 uh, 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 percent that well, they would I, just write it off. I have some more details here. OK, so last month, the state audit revealed that the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission is uh, or was on a potentially unstable financial ground that could lead to transportation disasters. The situation was partly blamed on the commission's inability to collect unpaid tolls. The PTC has pushed state lawmakers to pass a bill that would prevent motorists with unpaid violations from renewing their vehicle registration. So it sounds like what the other caller was saying yeah. uh, is legit. And and this is a quote. It says, we aggressively pursue all violators, and we have a strong and successful track record. But last year, we lost $5.4 million in uncollected <laughs> revenues. Each year, the number of violators and the revenue loss continues to climb as traffic and the use of Easy Pass grows. They also released a state-by-state data on toll violators. Pennsylvania drivers account for nearly 57% of unpaid tolls. Uh, The rest is owed by drivers from uh, the other 49 states, Washington, D.C., and Quebec, Canada. Wow. Repeat that back again. Pennsylvania Pennsylvania drivers, 57%? Of unpaid tolls. Jesus. Totaling over 27, almost $28 million. So... For the rest, we are... We're the worst. We're, the, we're more than half of the <laughs> tolls of the entire country. More than half, because the rest of the country is at 21 million combined. Oh, oh my what God, that's F- horrible. What are we doing? We are scumbags. Terrible. Ah, that's another thing we've got. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's what I said. Double, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double. All right. A quick question here then. So say you're a business and you have to use the turnpike constantly because you're not going to side road it as you're transporting freight back and forth across the state. Mm-hmm. What kind do they, is there a deal if you're a, 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 
user of that. And okay. if not, what do you what can you expect to pay? Are what you, does a trucking company pay per year in tolls? Are you saying it's like an option to buy in bulk? That yes, type of thing, or something can, like that. You're 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 a commercial driver using the interstate because you're wow. you're not going to take side roads from Harrisburg to here. I have no idea if they if they offer there any, used something to be. like that. Was yeah. there? There there was. Yeah. But when it first started, but I don't know. I'm not sure about now. I don't know if that still exists. I it, mean, even for personal accounts, it right. was supposed to be, or it was for a while, a bit cheaper uh, to go through the tolls. If you run the state from side from all the way east to all the way west, and and you're turnpiking it, what's your tab at the end. Good question. Somebody looked that up. I uh, I lost a ticket one time. Oh, it flew out the window. Had to, had to pay the whole thing. Depends on uh, the number of axles you have, too. So if you're driving an 18-wheeler, you're told. But Axel Rose was in the car. With you, right? <laughs> no, if you're driving an 18-wheeler, you're, you're Sorry, tolls. you got an extra axle in there. <laughs> yeah, Axel Foley, Axel Rose. We're going to have to charge He's right, you. though, because you'll see the list. It is yeah. per axle as you pull right. up. Yeah, but, uh, but you know what? This was... Uh, 18 years ago or something like that, that I lost a ticket and they had to charge for the whole thing. I forgot how much it was. It was expensive, but it wasn't obnoxious yeah. money. I mean, it was more than the, you know, yeah. the 250 I was going to have to pay. It was up close to $100, I think. Do what government vehicles have to pay any tolls? Like uh, like U.S. mail and stuff like that. Like if they're That's a-, a good... We have lots of questions and no answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Da-da-da-da. I'm going to go to... I don't know if this is... If this have to do with... Easy pass or the tolls or not? I'm going to go to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Rob? Hey, uh, so my wife has over 10 easy pass violations. Okay. Falling right through them. Um, and it's been over three years since the first one. She's totaled up over $500 worth of tolls, and all they do is spam us with the mail every day. Rob, so, so meaning that you guys don't have an easy pass and she's going through the easy pass lane? Correct. Oh. Huh? Why does she do that? Um, she doesn't want to spend the extra 15 minutes going around it. Oh, because and traffic. Yeah. So why doesn't she yeah. get Easy Pass? Yeah. I, I don't know. I Rob, don't it's, it's, it's going to rip that marriage apart. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's... Uh, I, I always wondered. Yeah, I, I freak out if I accidentally have gone through not realizing. Oh, yeah. me too. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to Leavenworth. It yeah. has to go somewhere, whether it's turned over to a collection agency or, like you said, maybe there's a, eventually there'll be a warrant for someone's arrest. Something has to happen. There's no way you can just continually do this and have absolutely nothing happen to anyone. Yeah, I agree. Um, so if you're driving a car and you uh, get into the state in Ohio and leave in New Jersey, uh, if you are paying cash, it ends up being $42.30 uh, with two axles. And if you are using Easy Pass, it's actually uh, about uh, $11 cheaper. It's uh, 42 bucks to go from end to end? End to end. But if wow. you have an Easy Pass, it's only $30. Oh, okay. So it's cheaper. That's and it looks good. like there are um, volume discounts for trucking companies. Right. So if, if they're in good standing. Obviously, any of these people that are on this list, any of these companies, they don't qualify. Let me go to, to Luke. He's a driver, been driving for 13 years, and uh, says he can answer the questions. Hey, Luke, how you doing, man? Hey, you guys. You guys rock. Right? Oh. Thanks, bud. Uh, so, yeah, you can kind of concur with what Kathy said about you get you get a better deal if you're if you're a trucking company in good standing. Yes. Um, see, trucking companies usually when they get the easy pass, um, they usually have like a package, like a cheaper package uh, that's given to the easy pass. Um, the, the rate is a little bit different than actually paying cash. Right, as as it is with anyone. That's the the, the you know with the, uh, just anybody in, in their own personal car. It's going to well, get a rate. Well, but I, I assume that with trucking companies, you get like a bulk rate, right? 
Yeah, you, you get you get actually a cheaper rate with trucking companies because you're on the turnpikes using it more often yeah. than mm-hmm. most people in passenger cars would be. Well, what, so, what, what would you say? You know, on average, is, is it a substantial um, reduction? I, I not much different from what the actual you know people in cars yeah um uh, or as truckers call it, cars four wheelers yeah um as you know what that would be but uh, the truckers do get the the trucking companies do get a, a, a lower rate than most average people okay well that's stands to reason because you want to help um, businesses conduct their business exactly exactly all right and, okay and, thanks and and also as uh, you guys were wondering about all the different states that have different uh, easy passes. Illinois is called I-Pass, and Oklahoma has on the Indian Nation Turnpike called Pike Pass. Pike Pass. But in yes. Illinois, you can use your easy pass transponder, right? Yes, you can still use your easy pass transponder. Now, the company I work for is based out of Illinois, but we're also in Jersey here, and uh, we have I-Passes, and I-Passes are used all over the country. Okay. Now, with, with these uh, special passes, do you get a discount on lot lizards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you, there, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't touch a lot. <laughs> you don't get a discount. Anybody who has, thank you, man. But <laughs> yeah, they take their dentures out. Yeah. Um, damn it, I had a question. Uh, oh yeah, somebody had texted in and said, and I don't know if this is truly the case or not, but it said that the the easy passes don't work in the new Jeep Wranglers. What? Why? Did you uh-huh. see that? No. I had heard that. Had you heard that? Yes. That that goes to my thing about some vehicles and some cars. <laughs> something with them um, causes the transponder not to be read. Some sort of material that yeah. it's made with or something? Now, I drive an armored car. <laughs> How does that go And I you? find you can't really get the transponder to work yeah. at all unless you hold it out the uh, the sniper slot. Do you still pe- see people who refuse to actually glue it to their uh, their windshield? Yeah. I don't. And they hold it up. My yeah. mom does it. I put it on. I, 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 yeah. It's easier. You know what, though? I have the but old... I go in, I, I hit it three, four times a day. I'm, I'm, you... I'm constantly going through easy pass. You don't so use So not for much. me. And also, I have the old one that's the size of a cinder block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they have well, the know... little one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what I have is the... I uh, See, I still have the, the bigger one as yeah. well. I never got that smaller one. It's just a little case that it goes in and it suction cups to the window. Oh, so you have, if you don't want to put the sticky stuff or whatever on that's the window. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I actually messed up when I, because they, they give you the. the you nailed it to the hood of the car. <laughs> yeah, the, it gives you that Velcro. Um, but I, I messed up in the. Uh, it got on your head. Still, in the mounting of it. I can't remember, but I'm like, okay. Well, I guess I just, I'm not going to mount it. I'm just going to Casey walks in, Diane you, turns around, and it's Velcro to the top of his head. Did you try to take each one individually and put it up there and match it to the. Maybe. I can't remember. Because what you do is you just leave it on the pass it, it, listen, and you peel those off and stick the whole Casey, thing Casey, do you remember when they used to give you, like, your own inspection sticker and stuff? That, like, yeah. when it, now they now the, the, the service center does it for you. Right. Mine were never lined up properly. No. Uh, they were, like, in front of my line of sight. Or, it's it's horrible. My, my whole... Uh, buying of the Easy Pass thing was was a cluster off to begin with. If you guys recall, I bought it and then I ended up. I, it wasn't uh, it wasn't turned on, and I drove from Hershey down to Wildwood, <laughs> just blowing through blowing Easy Pass. I'm all right, but I had never. What's the word I'm looking for? Put I, an account activated. Activated. Yeah, yeah. I never. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting yeah. a, a whole lot of conflicting reports on the on the Wrangler. Some people are saying they have a Wrangler works just fine. Some people are saying that the angle of the windshield might have something to do with it because the, the angle, angle of the dangle plus yeah. the heat of the meat is equal to the torque of the dork. Yes. Yeah, that was the third text. And the Easy Pass goes in your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me go. Hang on. Let me, let me go to uh, Al. Hey, Al, good morning. 
Allie, Hello. there. Yeah. Yes, sir. I don't even know who the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who the hell you are. All right, Al, you know how to scam the Easy Pass, it says. Well, there's people. I drive an 18 wheeler, too, and John was dead on the guy earlier. Also, people will pull right in front of you just before you're going to go through the Easy Pass and slow way down so you have to. You have to get right on top of them. Mm-hmm. Then the camera can't get a picture of their their tag. Oh, but they, so, well, and then they so don't. so for you though, that's causing a a very risky situation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Eighteen wheelers. We all have a risky situation every day, but mm-hmm. this is something that is just aggravating because you don't expect somebody to do that right in front of you, and boom, there they are, dead stop. So they're they're cutting in front of an eighteen wheeler, booking along, so that it, when they do trip it, they can't get a picture of their their tag. And ah uh, uh, oh, man, yep, uh, I'm simultaneously horrified and impressed by the ingenuity. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, you know, like the guy, like the guy that has a, a a plaque that flips down over his tag when he goes through and then flips it back up. They've yeah, awful. they've caught people doing that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about about those things? For, for a while, they may. I don't know if they're. If they've gotten rid of them, but I still see a few on the road where they have these very sort of foggy coverings for the for the yeah. for the plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and when a camera flashes on it, it can't right. pick it can't up. take a clear picture yeah. of it. I think that's for like the red light cameras and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So Jeez. Really know. what a what's what a drama out there on the turnpike. Somebody texted in and said uh, there's a bunch of different things. Transponder can't work because of the type of glass you use. Somebody says it's the satellite radios that, that are uh conflicting with it. So get rid of your satellite radios. <sighs> yeah, only um, listen to terrestrial. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now I have I I microwave food on the way to work. Here's another one. It says, uh, 07 Wrangler driver, my easy pass hasn't worked for years. Sent it back, got a new thingy, does, still doesn't work. Huh. Interesting. interesting. I wonder what the story is. Maybe it's a that. novelty easy pass. Yeah, right. Fool <laughs> <laughs> your friends and neighbors. All right, well, anyhow, man, we are in Pennsylvania are horrible about uh, the not, worst. not paying. The worst by, by multiples. 57% of unpaid tolls in the United States, it says here. Our courtesy of Pennsylvania drivers. And did you see the two trucking companies on that list? And I will point it out from Levittown. Oh, yeah, I did see Two that. of them, two yep. different. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bucks go, baby. Bucks go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we need to take a break. We have a lot of stuff going on today. We'll be back in just nice. a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. This is for you. Okay. Uh, why people hate the word moist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't read the article, but I saw it. People were posting it to my Twitter. Yes. There's something about the word moist. It not only just Kathy out, but apparently a lot of people don't like that word in particular. A ton of people. It doesn't bother me. No. Uh, in fact, when I refer to uh, the cat food that we get as opposed to the dry food, I call it the moist food. Oh, Was God. it ever a consideration as, as a baby name? <gasps> moist? moist? Yeah. 
No. Moist well, Elliot? No, Moist I Elliot. I didn't think we wanted to name you know Caroline or either of the boys Moist. <laughs> My son Carter and Moist. Yeah. Our dog food is called Moist and Meaty. Is that even grosser, uh, Yeah, Kathy? even grosser, uh-huh. probably. Moist and Meaty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Constantly moist. I mean, I know that there are some foods that are better if they're moist, yeah. but it just sounds... So yeah, like a me. cake is best Mo- yeah. when it's moist. Yes, it is. But yes. <laughs> I'm taking off my pants right now. It, yeah, it's see, but see, that's the reason. Moist it seems has, dirty. It, yes. All right. So is that uh, when you break it down? What break it down? What is the actual all right reasoning behind why so many people bristle? At the word moist. Researchers from Oberlin College in Ohio decided to get down to the bottom of this mystery, and they had more than 2,400 people complete questionnaires. The data shows that 18% of people had an aversion to the word moist. That's That's a lot. That's a large amount. Yeah. Uh, The study leader and psychologist, Dr. Paul Thibodeau, writes that the person most likely to dislike the word is a young Neurotic female. <laughs> oh man! Home ah! run. Oh my god! It gets yeah. better because I didn't take read this your either. run around the bases. <laughs> Listen to this: young neurotic female who is well educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> I think we have a winner. We have a winner. Do you have any Jeopardy bell? Oh my god! Look, I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's all I'm saying. That is awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. Uh, so uh, he added that people who identified as categorically averse to moist also found words like phlegm and vomit uh, more averse than people who didn't have a strong, unpleasant reaction to moist. I'm going to guess, and I don't answer, uh, you know, I'm going right. to say that those words aren't that bad for you. I, I agree with And you, vomit, I think you can handle a lot better than moist. Would I be correct? Uh, yes. Oh. I w- if you want me to go in order, moist, phlegm, and then vomit. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Phlegm over vomit. Yes. Phlegm is more, is more disgusting. Than I, I'll tell yeah. you why, because... You you got to get that back of the throat. Whereas phlegm. vomit is a lot more is a lot more arch vomit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Phlegm phlegm almost makes you do what it is. <laughs> of of the word moist, is it the oi or the st that uh, that does it? I don't know. I don't moist. know. What about clams? <laughs> clams. Uh, so it says here that it's thought that people associate the word with bodily functions and sex, thus contaminating the word. Do you yeah. remember we had our, our uh, former PD, Jim McGuinn, great guy, great PD, but he had the word, there was the song, hemorrhage in my hands. Yep. And he, he hated that word. Hemorrhage. Hemorrhage. He thought it, people automatically menstrual. would think of menstrual. Yes. Menstrual in my hands. Would I be a different that, thing. Yeah. 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 So we had to call that, what did we have to call that song? In my hands. In, in my, my hands. hands. Because hemorrhage was like in parentheses yes, or something, but yeah. it was part of the title. Yeah. Well, that's neurotic. I know. That, yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, he, that I would... it, it was a little paranoid, too. Yeah. yeah okay. that, that, oh, people might be offended by that word. Periods. And, and think yucky of time. Periods. No. And, and no, blood, hair and mucus and... Pee-pee. Yeah. And caca. I don't like caca. I think he's the only one that thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And in, when someone protests in a manner that uh, like right. that, it gives you sort of a, a Rorschach peek into right. what's going on in right. your mind. Yeah. yeah. Kathy, somebody wants to know about this word because I think it has okay. a similar feel to moist. Succulent. Ooh. No. No? That okay. doesn't bother me. Uh, okay. But uh, you, know you said mucus. That bothers me. Mucus bothers you. All right. Okay. Mucus, vomit, phlegm. I think mucus and phlegm are kind of tied for second. 
of all the things that you were actually, if you were in proximity to them in a real world situation. Oh, forget it. I'd be out of there. So, so phlegm, mucus, or vomit. And phlegm and mucus are the same. Yeah. Now, now we're getting just a flood of texts of names to try out on you. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll just say so, yes or no. All right. Uh, pus. Oh, yes. Oh, gross. Okay. Uh, discharge. Yeah. Schmegma. No. Schmegma. That doesn't bother you? No, that doesn't bother Do you say schmegma or schmegma? Schmegma. You got to say it right. You got to say schmegma. I say schmegma. 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 Okay. Uh, but but pus is disgusting. Discharge is gross. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, there's, there's so many clips I could play. What yeah. is pus, by the way? Pus? I, what is, I, it's is pus. It, it's, a, it's your body reacting, right? It's a collection of white bl- uh, blood cells, isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I do not know. Isn't it? An, I thought it was an infection. Now, here's yep. here's some more words. Now, we know that panties bothers you, right? Panties, panties bothers panties. a lot of women, actually. Yeah. I love that word. I really do. It, it's it's yeah. nice. It's yeah. frilly. Don't we have a lot of panties clips? They're comfortable. We do. I can find them. I'm not wearing panties. I'm not wearing panties. <laughs> Who do you want to wear? Here, here's, this is very erotic. I have no underwear on. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> Lou, our that engineer. I love freckles. <laughs> Lou, are this most... Lou? Just disarming, genuine, nice, middle American guy. Uh, and we found out towards the uh, end of his run here at Greater Media that he would read and write erotic poetry. Yeah. And would sh- do it on stage. Yes. Yeah. I don't have any panties on. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Case. Here's the definition of pus a protein rich fluid called liquor purus. Usually whitish yellow, yellow or yellow brown in color. Oh God! Pus <laughs> consists of a buildup of dead uh, leukocytes, which are white blood cells. Nick, very good yeah. from the body's immune system in response to infection. All right. So, so it's just a glob of a, dead white blood cells. So it's basically a discharge of moist phlegm. <laughs> That's it. You know what's God. so funny is I, I you um, want to kill me today. I had a really bad ingrown toenail a couple like a uh, month ago or I was something. Just about to take a sip of my coffee. Uh, well, you know, you might want to eat something like yogurt as I talk about this. Um, Lime yogurt. But uh, so, but there was a collection of pus at the base of my toenail. So yeah. I, I automatically I thought that there was um that it was like a some sort of um fungus or something. I was like, yeah. oh man, I got. But it, as it turns out, it was just a uh, an ingrown toenail. But. Okay. The weird thing is that the, I guess, the nurse practitioner or whatever uh, that works at my foot doctor, uh, she couldn't wait to watch it. Like, watch oh. him. Uh, Lance it? Lance it. And it, it was, it was, she, I was like, you're weird. You know, <laughs> like, you're. There are you're, people that love it. It's, yeah. it's a, I don't want to say a fetish, but it is, uh, it's something that, that people get enjoyment out of watching. Uh, we all know Marissa likes to pop people's. She does. Like she loves to pus? chew them off. Um, what is zits pus? Yes, yeah, yeah I believe okay. so. It, it, yeah, I guess a subcutaneous yeah. buildup of pus. I'll yeah. tell you what, it was wild watching him uh, cut open and, and fix my ingrown toenail because he, you know, uh, I couldn't believe you watched that. I watched it because he put the novocaine in there, so I couldn't yeah. feel anything. Okay, and it was brutal to watch. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, this looks like it hurts really bad. I will tell you what's <laughs> bizarrely interesting to see and it, the or and to feel. When you have that sort of buildup and you you lance it yourself, and the pressure immediately diminishes as oh, you the have relief. your, uh-huh. the, the, it is almost like a, it's almost like a toe orgasm. I know what you say. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the, the, the as as there's that, relief. Yeah, there's relief. You, you had I, p- pressure and pain. Yeah, and and then it's gone. But I, it, I can't do this topic. It looks like it hurt. Nick is about I, to vomit. I, I'm seriously. You might like, want to sit down. I, this is uh, going to make me throw up. All right, let me. You go look back. light. You look like you're lightheaded. I, I can't like the pus and the the. 
uh, like the explosion of that kind of the Casey's toe story, uh, I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, somebody texted in uh, the word creamery. They don't like that. Really? Uh, yeah. Like Cold Stone Creamery? Yeah. No. It's hard yeah, to like, say. I would think of something yes. that's, that's yummy. You would think of something? Oh, you would what think about of something Chick-Geal? sexual? No. Okay. I would think of like ice cream or yeah, d- something, half and half. Something moist. Yeah. No, not moist. No. Flemish. The word cream is not used in that Cream your jeans used to be. Any yeah. longer. Yeah. Or like in uh, Grease Lightning, the chicks will cream. Yeah. Yeah. Grease Lightning. Wasn't there a magazine called Cream? There like, was. It was, it was a, a, a rock, rock magazine. magazine. Oh, I thought it was a dirty magazine. No. No, no oh. you're thinking about Beaver. If, <laughs> always. Creamy Beaver is what it was. <laughs> it was for the dairy and porn aficionado. No, well, cream was uh, uh, like, Lester Bangs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it was like uh, circus, similar to uh, circus, yeah. right? And and Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a rock mag. Cream was a, considered a, a bit more um, harder, focused on the musician as opposed to you know just the uh, general rock scene. Mm. Uh, so anyhow, yes, the uh, uh, the word moist is disliked by a lot of people, and I just love the fact that it it's a p- profile of Kathy. Young, the young part. Young neurotic. Constantly moist. Young neurotic female who is well educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> Pretty much wraps mm-hmm. it all up. Yeah, that's they that's nailed that one though. It's, it's seldom that they get it that right. Yeah. <laughs> can you go to line two for Nick, please? <laughs> I can go home right now. <laughs> if you you want to keep going on no. these? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I just... Now you have to. <laughs> you okay. have to. We go to Alex. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hey, what's the word? Oh, yeah. Yay! It's right here. Bird's the word. Bird, 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 bird. Bird's the word. That was awesome. It's just for you, dude. You have a horrible story to tell us. Yes, so I had a pus, uh, I mean, I had a boil, and it was like under my armpit, I had to go to ER to drain it, it was like the size of a pit hawk, and uh, when the nurse shot a needle in it, it it shot pus all across the room, it was the most disgusting thing ever. Exactly. What was what was the consistency of this? Was it like moist phlegm? It was moist pus flying all over. Oh my god! Wow. Thank you, Alex. Verbally, there's not a there's not a anything really that can send me into uh, no. No, disgust. I'm surprised. I thought, the one thing, the one, I told you, the one thing uh, yeah. that does it for yeah. me is, is snot. But snot. I thought that, that's why, I thought phlegm might throw you off a little yeah. bit. No. Yeah. There, there are also words that not necessarily disgust you, but that you just don't like. For one reason or another, it's not like, you know, you have an aversion, you say it and you're going to have a, a seizure or anything right. like that. But I had a text here from somebody who said they've never liked the word booklet. <laughs> <laughs> booklet. That's really and funny. That's random, but I'm sure that yeah. means, to that person, I'm sure that's accurate. Just whatever it is. Booklet. Just something about that word. It's, it's, I, I'll read this little booklet. What did you say? <laughs> booklet? You cleaning woman! <laughs> cleaning woman! Cleaning woman! <laughs> What is you that? remember the it was a, it's from the the dead men don't wear plaid, oh. and for some reason if anybody would say the words cleaning woman, well Steve Martin would go crazy and he would start choking you. His and his, I don't, his dad left uh, and uh, left with the cleaning the woman. Cleaning woman. Oh, and so, uh, cleaning woman. Do you remember the um, 
the Abbott and Costello routine, the Susquehanna Hat Company? Susquehanna. Yes. Susquehanna Hat! For some reason, it would send him into a tizzy. Uh, let me go to, I have a, a few other books, that, or booklets, <laughs> that people don't like. Let me go to Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, Ashley? So, my friend is kind of like Kathy, where she hates a lot of words, and we made a sentence that has all of them in it. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. It's, um... Naughty lovers lather while wearing moist panties. Ah. <laughs> Naughty lovers do what? Lather. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, so lather is a word that bothers you as well. Naughty. Yep. All right. Yep. Nice. And and no reason. You just you just don't like it. Yeah, no. Just she just doesn't like it. So okay. we just compiled all of them into one sentence. I, I like find, it. I find I like people that. tend Thank to you. not like words they have difficulty pronouncing. Okay. You know, they, they, they veer from those words, but I, I I don't. There are no words that I've ever encountered that I simply don't <laughs> like just randomly. Here, there's somebody says they don't like, and I I can't say it on the air because, and God only knows why, because it's a it's an anatomically correct scientific name. But Kathy, the the scientific name for the man in the boat yeah. starts oh, with a yeah. C. Yeah. Does that Dolores. Word bother you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Totally. Okay. The Dolores. See, I could see that bothering you. But yeah. Yeah, really that well yeah, because okay. I know why. That but not not the sound of the word, all that it implies. <laughs> it's just yucky. I love, yeah. I think it's funny. Like I, I, if I somebody do. Sa- I think it's a funny name. If somebody says it, like I'd be like, Oh <laughs> why like, can why can you not <laughs> say that but you can say vulva? I don't know. Vulva. It's a bill thing. It's it's you can even say labia. It's a G thing. Yeah, it's a G thing. You can say labia. You can? Yes. I just we did. Just did. He'll say oh, it yeah, again. He says it from time to time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's where my parents hail from. From ladies <laughs> outside of Czechoslovakia. Oh, I didn't know you were part lady. Oh yeah, oh. I am. I'm. Full, I'm like eighty percent lady. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple other words. Somebody says they hate the word horny. Uh, horny is you don't. Th- th- there's almost. We were talking about the word suck and sucks. You know, when you were years ago, when. You would hear that word, and I think it started to hit its stride when I was in elementary school. So you're going back to like 1930. Yeah. So the um, that was in reference to the sexual act. Yeah, yeah it was a bad word, right? So uh, as we- <laughs> there, I was. I was in the rumble seat of my bus. <laughs> my dad would actually use the word "sucks." He would quote me when he would say it. If he were yeah. if he were upset. With like a, a, a you know, or the retail person or somebody that he was getting mad at, and he had a confrontation, he yeah. would say, "And this is when I was a kid. I yeah. was like, you know, middle school. My dad would go, well, as my son would say, that sucks.' <laughs> really? He would quote me wow. as he would say it. I'm like, yes. all right, on dad. Right, Thank my you. Son says moist flam. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, another one would be scum. Yes. Scum and scumbag. Bag. Yes, which had a as had, was in a correlation to it's a male a sexual, sexual fluid. Yeah, yes, okay. yes, is scum. It's a condom, right? right? Where that comes from? Right, a scum bucket. Yeah, or wasn't a scumbag? Scumbag. Was it used condom? I guess so. That's Basically, heard, yeah. and now it really just it just um, suggests someone who's less than wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple other words people have uh, texted in ointment. Yeah, it's the oint mm. part of it. Oint. Yeah, well, like which moist. would hold for moist. A moist, moist, a moist ointment. Oi and moi. I mean, yeah, that's gross. Somebody says they don't like the word scrum. That never mm-hmm. bothered me. That means a fight or a little, or it's part of the, it's uh, a brawl, right? Rug, rugby. Yeah. Uh, is the first part is the scrum. I don't like the word rugby. You don't like the word rugby? <laughs> I'm just making that up. Um, flesh, as somebody else said. Yeah. Mm. Really? A little bit. Flesh makes me think, I, I seldom think of it in a zombie way or a, a flesh-eating disease. I think of it in a more um, sense of the flesh. Yeah. 
How about queef? <laughs> queef, I think, has a very lyrical sound to it. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody said they don't like they don't like lunch pail. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time I don't, you I don't used know. lunch? Is lunch pail even something that? I think if you have a lunch pail, there has to be a thermos inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it came. Like, yeah. that's well, how it was made. But our lunch boxes had thermoses inside. And that you remember at the beginning of I don't know if this is the case anymore, but that was a big thing. The selection of your school year oh, lunch box yeah. and yeah. what would be on it. That I always, your book bag. I always kind of hated the word thermos. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. I never realized that until now. Would you know. ever have hot liquid in your thermos? Yes. I never did. Uh, yes. I don't soup. remember. Chicken noodle soup. Really? Mm-hmm. And would it stay hot from the time you yeah. left the house to lunch? Man, whoever invented that thing was a genius. Uh, somebody says, how about slurp or lubed? <laughs> slurp is- I don't like either because slurp reminds me of like Nick eating something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say oral. No. Oh. No. Uh, just food and you. Okay. <laughs> and lubed because it reminds you of Nick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Slurp. Uh, hang on, let me go to uh, Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Listen, you a-holes, drop the ranch dressing. Drop it! <laughs> I knew well done, was going. Jim. That's great. Well done. What's up, man? Thank you. Uh, all right, so I would like to nominate the word fetus. Uh, I think it's awful that we call things in the womb. Why can't we just call them cell babies or something like that? <laughs> cell babies. You know, fetus. You know, I, it's just disgusting. Disgusting, horrible word, fetus. It's funny. It's a growing baby. Yeah, fetus, but, but to him it means it just is. It's unpleasant. You there's no rhyme or reason to it. He just Jim doesn't like the word fetus. Yeah, it's a huffle. Uh, <laughs> listen, Nick, if you really want to, you know, ruin your lunch later, go on Reddit.com uh, subreddit called Popping. It's all about it's all the disgusting pimples and ingrown toes that you can handle. Yeah, watch. no, I'll definitely do that. That's <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's called topping? Pop. No, no. Popping. Yeah. Oh. Right. oh there's, also, uh, there's also a website just called popthatsit.com. Oh, which yeah. is, and, and it I, will kill you. I, I, we were at the camp out for hunger, and I had, I had them bring it up on the big screens to Dude. show you guys. Uh, see, you the words don't bother me. The... the... <laughs> The video footage of it does. I can't well, watch that. But stuff. that's completely understandable. There's some people that just the actual sound of the word. Yeah. I'm loving some of these texts coming in. Okay, so here's here's some words. Let me try these out. Leakage. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like this one. Fresh meats and cheeses. Fresh? No. <laughs> no, that doesn't bother. No, me. no, that's good. <laughs> but it bothers somebody. Fresh that's meats and cheeses. <laughs> uh, somebody hates the word dollop. Okay. When you think of dollop, what do you think of? Sour cream. Yeah, that's what's been dolloped, right? Yeah, immediately that's what I think of. Yeah, sour cream. Uh, Somebody hates crotch. (laughs) Crotch. Crotch rot. Crotch rot is something to hate. You think of rotten crotch. (laughs) Old rotten crotch. Uh, Old rotten crotch. Uh, Let me go to uh, Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. What's happening, Mark? Slime. Slime from a slug. Slime from a slug. When you hear yeah. slime, that's the way you think of it, a, a, a slug's trail. Right. I don't know if you ever touched the slug, but that stuff <laughs> is next to impossible to get off your like hand. Yeah. I tried to avoid and, um, slime from a slug. <laughs> well, um, slugs are attracted to beer. Like uh, You're supposed to use a shallow pan full of beer, and they will climb in there because they're attracted to the beer, and they were drowned. Well, a couple summers ago, it was a hot August night, and I was sitting outside with my buddies getting pretty drunk, and uh, it was dark. 
I picked up my can of beer, and the slug was right there, and I got it on my lip. (laughs) That's like having a a huge uh, zit pop pus all over the room. Yes, man, it was horrible. (laughs) Dude, that is... uh, Thanks, man. That's that's a horrific story. Um, Here are a few others. I'm I'm following the text as well as taking these calls, but... um, It's a peek into someone's mental... Situation, yes, like fresh meats and cheeses. Fresh, me- I hate that. <laughs> fresh meat. What did you say? Um, bung is one that people that somebody didn't we, like. We assume that connects to hole, right? Yeah. Bung hole. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. You know, what? and in fact, what is technically what listen, is the derivation of bung? When I went to years ago, I went and took a tour of the Yingling Brewery. Right, I took a private tour actually, and went down. And they have these caves where they keep the kegs uh, to keep them cold, and at the time they were still manually. Uh, putting a um, a cork in the keg. Okay, so there's a hole in it. They actually take a sledgehammer, boom, and they pop it on there, and they and they they seal it that way. Well, the thing that they stick in the hole is called a bung. Oh, yeah. Is it really? That's where it comes from. I don't know if that's where it comes from, All but right. that well, is yeah, the that, name of that. That's the definition: a piece of wood or rubber that is used to close or cover a hole in a barrel. There you well, go. it's certainly changed in meaning over the years. Yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, because you put the bung. In, in the, the bunghole. Bung yep. Look at this in, in Wikipedia. See also bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. And, and it comes up. It's a it's a barrel. <laughs> so the actual cork or seal is called the bung. Yes. Uh-huh. And the bunghole is the hole in which the cork goes. Yes. The hole in which the bung goes <laughs> right. is the bunghole. The bunghole. Yes. <laughs> and what, what about cornhole? Cornhole. Uh, I assume that comes from the fact that it doesn't digest. Now let's look it up. And it comes yeah. out that way. That's so that would be your yeah. cornhole. Your cornhole. That's that's what I that's that's me putting two and two together, yeah. but I don't know if that's You're CSIing that that sucker. I have no idea. Nick, do you uh, did you actually find the word cornhole? Yeah, well the this reference is all to the uh, to the game uh, the you know, the beanbag. The game cornhole, game. yeah. Yeah. Nick found this on, on Wikipedia, which, by the way, let me bring this up. It's a total subset, and I'll go back to these. But it's a cool video series that my son found on YouTube and uh, that I've started playing on my own. You take two completely unrelated words or names, and you try to chain them together via uh, Wikipedia, only using links on each page. So let's say you started with bunghole, and you wanted to get to name anything randomly. at all, uh, T-shirt, felt-tip pin, okay. pen, or something like that. And you click only on links that you find on Bunghole that will take you for you can't go backwards, you can't hit the back button. You you have to stay within Wikipedia or can you, you have use to any stay, website? You can't use okay. external links. It has right. to stay within within Wikipedia. And, and did you, did you do fun. it? I've done it a couple times. What it's was like, the, what was the quickest? Uh the quickest was I went from um oh man, what did I do? I went from pretzel uh to I've forgotten. Three wood. Three wood. Yeah. From pretzel or, to or three wood. fairway wood or something and how many, like that. how many clicks? Like five. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I went, or one I went from, um, I can't remember. Oh, bubblegum to Grand Central Station. And that that's actually was the <laughs> shortest one I did. That's All right. Funny. And then I sent one to Nick and Casey. I said, Large Hadron, uh, Large Hadron Collider and Clam Juice. And, and he I tried, tried so hard. I did it. Yeah. I sent you my chain. I know. I, I gave up after a while because I, I could have sworn once I got to the Mott's, uh, because Mott's makes the clam juice. Yeah. I could have sworn that once I got to the Mott's page, I'd find clam juice. It's kind of fun. Try playing it on your own. Okay, so anyway, back right. to this, because Nick was pulling up Wikipedia and made me think of that. Uh, some people, how about the word sopping? Sopping no. wet, you okay. think of. Now, yeah. you, you see, moist and moist and sopping are two different things. Obviously, sopping is you're drenched, and moist is, yep. you know, 
Totally soaked. Yeah. You, you're aroused beyond um, all reason. Secretion? Yeah. 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 That's a word I knew she wasn't going to like. Yeah. Secretion. Uh, here's a funny word. I, I find it funny is bush. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Yeah. It, you can't yeah. help it. It, yeah. it just, because it's, it, it has almost a nostalgic connotation right now. I used to have a shirt. It was a winter bush. I love that shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to it. That was pretty funny. It was a I good remember one. that. Um, all right, anyhow, listen, I know we got a bunch of calls and a bunch of texts. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But there are a good amount of people who don't like the word moist. And Kathy, we all, we've all known for years, she hates that word moist. But they did a study, and the study leader found that uh, the person most likely to dislike the word is a young, neurotic female who is well-educated and somewhat disgusted by bodily function. <laughs> Boom! That is Kabuya! Absolutely. All right, we are going to take a break. We'll return shortly. MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks. Metallica in concert this Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week, Metallica. Muddy 3-3, WMMR, everything that rocks. So, yes, that uh, mix of of blues and country and rock and all that stuff from uh, Kaleo comes... From Iceland. Yes. Believe yeah. it or not, which is pretty wild. Uh, but now there is inside. We're happy to have him. Please welcome Kaleo here, guys. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having us. So we have uh, we have JJ and David and Daniel and Ruben, uh, the band all together. You guys have been playing together for quite some time. Quite some time, yeah. How long has that been? Well, the band is about three years old. About three years old? Yeah. But, how, old are, uh, how old are you, JJ? Well... What do you think? <laughs> you look like you're 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. That's I a just, good thing. I just woke up. So. Uh, no, but uh, me, Danny, and David, we've known each other since um, since school, since okay. like 14, 13, 14. Okay. Did you all meet? In, uh, was it Reykjavik? I guess. Where is that? Am I pronouncing that correctly? By the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a small town right outside of Reykjavik. Sure. Okay. It's about uh, a few minutes drive. And 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 did, were you drawn together? I mean, you just how, how do you get in touch with each other? You're just at local clubs, and you say, "I like the we way were, you play," or just well, buddies? We were forced upon another in a class. Okay, in school. But, uh, uh, <laughs> we had a we had a uh, the same interest in in classic rock at the time, you know. So it, well, was, you can clearly hear that in 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 the song we just right, played. Right. And you know, you tend to think though, it's funny because there's there there are bands coming out of Iceland that, that and. That are that are really embracing the real rock sound, mm-hmm. which is cool. And you guys, it's it's a very authentic sound. Thank is you. that is that prevalent in say Icelandic radio? Will you hear a lot of of rock flavored music, or did you guys have to go and kind of search it out? I think I think so in a way, but it, it's also very popular. Like, what kind of rock? You know, maybe more indie and stuff. That's that's been popular. Okay. Yeah, I, what I like about you guys is that um, the first song I heard you guys do was a song called "Way Down We Go." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the second one was all the pretty girls, mm-hmm. and then the third one was no good, and and all three of those songs are completely they they don't sound anything alike. I'm like, okay, wh- well, what what is the sound of this band? Because 
whatever I, I I've just heard it sounds great. So I like that you guys haven't really pigeon your whole pigeon pigeon, pigeon your whole pigeonholed yourself into like one particular sound yet. Yeah, yeah. You that's know? that's on purpose. You know, we just uh, it is diverse and we we like it that way. It, so it, it, I assume it could also be a blessing and a curse because people mm. have short attention spans exactly. and they want to be able to say, okay, that that's what these guys are. So uh, that it's harder, I guess, to to kind of. Oh, okay. I know this band, so mm. it, it can work for you and against you. But sure. Was was that just part of the fact that you all have very uh, sort of an eclectic musical taste, or I don't know. It's just uh, when you write a song, you don't always uh, feel the same way. So right. I guess it's just uh, a lot of people will take those feelings on writing in a similar style. I guess so. You're you know to write as a diverse. Uh, a yeah, I mean, it's kind of just a, I write the song and then and then just uh, you kind of do what's right for the song. Right. Know? Right. Well, three years as a band, you guys, at least in your in your native country, really, you hit very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, from what I understand. Uh, within the matter of six weeks, you had like five number one singles uh, on the radio in Iceland. Mm. Um, when you're your age and you've been together for that short amount of time, I mean, you, I, number one, you have to have talent to back it up, but you do realize how kind of lucky you are that it uh, that it hit that quickly. A lot of people spend years and years and years cranking it out and pushing and working really, really hard. And they hate mm -hmm. your guts, by the way, those yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> people hate you. No, but uh, is that that's not lost on you, is it? No, I mean, we were really um, happy and, and fortunate back home. Yeah, we had a, a lot of success really quickly, so... Uh, and now fortunate enough being here and, and you know playing in the states, so it, it's been a it's been an adventure. You know the, the last uh, what two or three years. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think of Austin? Because I know you guys have set up camp in Austin, Texas. We love Austin. It's we neat, we, right? we we wish we get more time to spend there. You know we're we're pretty much just on the road. I assume Austin's exactly the same as Iceland, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same. So yeah. I watched. Um, I you know t I, I fell into a YouTube whole of of watching a bunch of your music some live performances some videos and I, and and uh I, I listened to your icelandic music mm. uh and there was a, a particular video called rock and roll <laughs> that i really really liked i liked the video it basically pressed it follows these kids they just go and raise hell all throughout the town and you know they're a-holes basically <laughs> and then they happen up upon a rock concert and that's where they actually fit in i don't know if that was you know what that was, was actually a concert we played yeah 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 it was a it's kind of a it's called the culture night in iceland we actually have like fifty, sixty thousand people coming out to this show you know and no uh numerous of acts playing live is Pretty awesome. Well, when I first plugged in to YouTube, uh, Kaleo, I put the, the band name in there. The very first video that came up was you guys in a volcano mm. uh, playing. So I watched that, and you know, part of it is you guys getting there and then going down into it and all that. Uh, how did that happen? Was that your idea, or did someone say, you guys got to go play the volcano room? <laughs> no. You know I mean? Hey, I, we booked you a volcano. Yeah. No, it was, uh, <laughs> I think Danny uh, mentioned that you could do that in Iceland, and we were, last summer we, we thought, uh, why not? You know, so we reached out to some of the folks that are, uh, you, you can do it in Iceland if you're a tourist, you know, you can go down there, and uh, it was quite more of a task than maybe we, we realized at <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah. How long did it take? To... The, the whole thing was like 23 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. did it smell in there? Sulfur, I would not, assume, Not right? too bad. We, no? we can't really smell that anymore because we're used to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. funny because uh, with the band name uh, Kaleo and then you guys going into a volcano, I, I, I didn't know anything about you guys. I didn't mm -hmm. know you are from... I, I thought you guys were Hawaiian. I right. swear to God, I'm yeah. watching this video. <laughs> yeah. And then when, I, then when I finally read up on you, you guys, oh, 
They're Icelandic. I had no idea. I mean, you guys look like you could be from Hawaii. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> well, Hawaii is known eight, as... Eight, 18-year-old from Hawaii. <laughs> right. Right. Hawaii is known as Little Iceland. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here to clear up all these little misconceptions. <laughs> right, right. That's why you're in town. You're playing the Foundry tomorrow night. Great um, room, by the way. Yeah, it is. Awesome. You guys are going to love it. Uh, but we're dying to hear you play this morning. So what song are we going to get out of you right now? Absolutely. So first one, uh, Broken Bones. Broken uh, Bones. All right. It's Kaleo, 93.3 WMMR. Mm, the devil's gonna make me a free man The devil's gonna set me free mm, The devil's gonna make me a free man The devil's gonna set me free
I'm like, is that a dramatic pause? Yeah. What, what do we do? Do I interrupt with a clap? No. Yeah, no you don't right want to be that end. dick who ends up on the live album going, Whoa! Whoa! Oh, Sorry, man. Kaleo on 93.3. Yeah, that was awesome. WMMR, Everything That Rocks. We're getting a lot of great responses on our uh, text messages. And they're going to be playing uh, tomorrow night at the Foundry, uh, which is at the Fillmore, the, the newest venue in town, if you haven't been there yet. And uh, JJ, the lead singer, um, it, what did... What did your parents think when a voice like that started coming out of a, a guy like you? Because I mean, it's you, it's got a lot of soul um, and a lot of hard living. And looking at you, oh, yeah, one would not guess that that voice would come out of you. So, <laughs> of the eighteen year old, of the eighteen year old, yeah, exactly. Um, now, do you have do you have any music influences? Your family, your parents, your mom or dad sing or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, my dad does play. He taught me to play guitar and stuff. Okay, uh, I think I got really good parenting you know on their <laughs> behalf just because uh they introduced me to uh you know this uh classic music from from their age yeah so i guess that really it, it's weird though because you always assume that i always assume that when someone sings that soulfully and you guys have a that's that certain sound that you've had to have you know got into a few knife fights with hookers and things so you know you, you, you had to live a little hard <laughs> not saying that you didn't but uh you know but you uh, <laughs> It's just something I guess you're either got or you don't because I assume that's something that comes through attrition through, you know, living the hard lifestyle. Yeah. We're all in in Iceland, man. <laughs> it's, it's, you guys just tear it up. You're playing volcanoes for crying out loud. Right, right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, where else have you guys been and where are you going? I know that you guys are playing uh, the Firefly Festival coming up this, uh, right. this summer, which is a, um, it's a fairly new festival, but it's, it does really, really well. I've heard uh, great things, yeah. Yeah, so you're doing a couple of festivals and, and, and playing small clubs? Yeah, we're, we're actually doing our first headlining show right now. Uh, we've already played uh, Nashville, and um, we just came from... D.C.? D.C. There you go. Nice. <laughs> and we're heading down to New York, Boston as well. The only reason I knew it was D.C. was because I just checked your Instagram page, and apparently your bus broke down while you guys Thank were in you. town? Yes, yeah. it did. We, it did. we got it fixed, though. <laughs> we assume. Andy, you didn't hitch yeah. up here. Was, uh, was Nashville a pretty cool experience? Because, yeah. I mean, you guys clearly, you, you, you've got a country uh, influence that's running through there, and blues, and that all comes Absolutely. from that area as well. Yeah. And we've been uh, recording the album there. Oh, have you? Yeah, we should be out uh, hopefully next summer. Nashville's become a wholly other yeah. animal. It is now it is now music central, and not just it, the association always used to be straight up country, and it's Absolutely. not that. It's everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, nice. do you, what, what uh, studio are you guys recording in? Do you know? uh, Blackbird. Is that where the Foo Fighters did their their song down there? Um, Probably. I mean, everyone everyone worked there. You know. Kingsley on Jack White's done some work there too. Nice, and uh, and your producer is the Mike Crossy. I've actually been working with Jakir King. Okay, so yeah. And then, how did the song "No Good"? How did that get picked up for the vinyl soundtrack? Beats me, really. <laughs> you guys Atlantic did their job. Yeah, I guess you know so. What, though? Surprisingly, guess so. Scorsese is a is you know well not surprisingly he's a huge music fan. Yeah. I would be surprised. He's if, a bluesman, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a blues guy. Yeah, and it's if you're not familiar with the series, it's it's um, Mick Jagger produced and and uh, Scorsese directed the the pilot, but it takes place the music industry in the '70s, right? Yeah. And uh, and so, but it, it fits so perfectly. But uh, otherwise, the deal just happened, and you guys were only happy that it happened. But no, no input otherwise. Um, not really. I mean, we. I got a phone call like, okay, you have three days to finish this song because Mick Jagger and Scorsese wanted for this TV show. You wow. Know? I hadn't cut the vocals and stuff, so I had to just uh, stay in Pittsburgh, jump into a studio there, and, and finish it up. 
So, uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. That, yeah, it's huge. That's I just, awesome. I, I want to ask you, because we have a friend, uh, Bam Margera, who lives in this area, and he goes to Iceland all the time. I, he we might played his be... wedding, man. Did uh, you? Right, yeah. Yeah. Wait, you wait, wait, which yeah. wedding? Because we oh, were at his wedding. Yeah, which wedding? Yeah. Uh, second wedding. His second <laughs> wedding. Yeah, because Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop and the Stooges played the first wedding, and we were at that one. I'm like, I would have remembered these guys. Well, they would have been 10 years old. Yeah, at that point. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, so oh, they you guys had in, they, they had the wedding in Iceland? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, you wouldn't have gotten invited to that one. You got I invited died. to the local one. I would have gone to that one. Yeah, of course. I've yeah. never been to Iceland. I'm so, I wonder if Bam will go to the show. I mean, I don't know if he's in town. I don't know if he's in town right now, but, yeah, but he lives here. Yeah, really. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he's in Iceland a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. he is. Absolutely. All right, well, let's, uh, if we can, let's get one more song from you guys. Absolutely. Way down we go. Way down we go. This is Kaleo on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, Father, tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And way down we go, 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 go. Way down we go, 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 go. Say way down we go, way down we go. Oh, you let your feet run How much come as we all go down? Yeah, but for the fuck my heart, do you dare to look them right in the eyes? Yeah. Oh, just say we run you down, down till the dark. Yeah, Sunday we gon' run you down, down till. Cause they will run you down Down to your car Whoa. 
WMMR. I have a lot of people, you know, this is brand new to them. They haven't heard any of this music asking, how do you spell the name of the band? It's uh, K-A-L-E-O. People are searching online right now trying to find you. <laughs> they can't figure it out. K-A-L-E-O. What is, um, what's the origin of that name, uh, if you don't mind? Hawaiian, me. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> it's the sound or the voice in the Hawaii. The sound or the voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> You, 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 almost, you almost got a case there. Yeah. we got to play Hawaii now, right? Like, so right yeah, I hope tour. so, man. That's right? one of the reasons now. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, I'm buying all your songs song by song. When is the album out, and, and what's, is, are, are any of both of those songs going to be on it? Right, yes. Um, it should be out hopefully June, July. That's kind of what we're shooting for. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so very excited about that. And then we have a tour in support of that, yes? I'm sorry? A tour in support of that when you come out with it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I also, I got to point out, not only J.J.'s soulful-sounding voice, um, you also have some interesting uh, instrumentation as well on top of that. You're playing a dobro, which has kind of a, a, a bluesy roots to it. Yeah, I just bought this one, man. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah, that it is. Cool. Yeah. And then you've got Ruben over here who's playing an acoustic guitar. The guitar solo you heard there was on an acoustic guitar, but yeah, you've, got an, you've got a, a, a pickup on it that you've put some distortion on? No, playing through a tiny little orange amp over here. Okay. Ah, the, yeah. Distorted sound. Which really gives it a, it sounds like an electric guitar with, you know, it sounds like you're playing a Les Paul or something like that. Yeah, is really this what like, you recorded on? Um, not exactly this model, but yeah. another acoustic through an amp. Okay. And no, then Daniel's playing really, a classic Paul McCartney Hoffner bass yeah. which is pretty odd. Have you always had that? I know you don't have a microphone over there but no, he or did it. you make some money first and then you went and got that? <laughs> there you go. Nice. And, and then, then uh, David's banging on the uh, the cajon back there, yeah, which is cool. I assume you play a drum kit live, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we nice. usually play more uh, electric guitars as well on, yeah. on stage, but yeah. But 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 honing that that sound, what, whatever whatever effects you're using, you know, kind of that uh, slapback echo and and uh, um, a few other things. Was that all you guys? You came up with that? This is the way that we like the band to sound. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we do like to spend time on the on the sound and and the guitar sound especially and stuff yeah yeah because it's very unique you know oh, I mean, great. and uh is that uh, did you did you model that in after any other groups or is it just kind of fell in i that think way? i think you kind of um experiment enough, yeah. right yeah uh, it, it does uh it does help you know having uh good people around you like in the studio and stuff to work with but i think all in all it's it's something that you kind of find yourself yeah okay and when you guys perform tonight, I, I know that uh, you guys have done some performances without, you know, some string background. Is it is it just going to be you guys? Or are you going to have a violin and stuff there? Or? Not this time, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully next time when we're uh, getting bigger. And, you know, <laughs> that, that costs money too. But it, it does. does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, is it is it tonight or tomorrow night? No, it's tomorrow, tomorrow night. I'm tomorrow. Okay, yeah. yeah, tomorrow night. Thank you. Um, I, I I love your sound, guys. I really Thank do. You it's guys beautiful. So much, uh, you know, my my kids love it. You know, it's not kids' music, but uh, you know, I, I've been playing it in my car a lot, so. I, I appreciate you guys coming in this morning. Same here, man. Thank you so much for having us. Are you guys staying here tonight and then you're we staying are. overnight? Yep. You know what you're going to do while you're in town or? Uh, have a drink. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, wait a visit, yeah. visit our Hawaii museum. Yeah. Very <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, Roy's isn't around anymore, the Hawaiian restaurant. Oh, there that. you go. But yeah. you know, you want to talk to Marissa if you guys want to get an idea of like where to go. And, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. knows what's up. It's a shame you're not a good-looking guy and probably won't meet any women <laughs> while you're here. Unbelievable. With no talent to back it up. Yeah, no talent to back it up. And they're young, too. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I feel like 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We can find some bars that'll let you in, probably. <laughs> um, all right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Good thank luck with everything. So we appreciate thank it. You. Kaleo, guys. Yeah. We are going to take ourselves a quick break. We will come back in just a second. You stay right there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre File is brought to you by veterans. If you are a veteran or you know a veteran in need of supportive housing services, all 888, oh, excuse me, call 888-385-1250 for 24-hour help. Uh, here's kind of a follow-up story. Authorities are investigating whether an electrician intentionally leapt to his death from the 53rd floor of Los Angeles' Los Angeles's tallest skyscraper wow. onto an intersection humming with a normal weekday's bustle. Uh, the coroner is also investigating the possibility of Thursday's death being a workplace accident because it happened at a construction site, but police and officials interviewed workers who said the fall appeared to be a suicide. There was no note left. So the fall killed him? Yes, the fall killed okay. him. It took some time for... People below to realize the horror of what had happened. Times photographer Mel Melcon, who was on assignment at the building, said uh, no one thought it was a body. We heard no screams. Uh, the man was identified as Joseph Sabatino. What was that? Were there any indications that he had been despondent or anything leading up to that? Not or? that I know of. Nothing. Uh, he had taken off his hard hat and had not been wearing a safety harness because it wasn't required for the bottom floors he had been working on. Uh, work shut down on Friday and counselors mm. will be on hand for employees. So the tallest building in Los Angeles is? 53 stories, I guess. Not, not that, that tall, big. yeah. L.A. doesn't have big, tall no. buildings. It's really spread out. Uh, but it's pretty wild because when the, you know... The the stories of jumpers and all that stuff they really, they really downplay it in the news. I mean, I think it happens a lot more, especially in New York, right? Because yeah, we all oh, absolutely. But they, I guess, they don't want to incite or they don't. Yeah, and that's why they actually others. Yeah, they actually won't um, report it unless it's causing another issue. Like if there's a traffic issue, then they'll report it. But, Sometimes happens on the bridges around here. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you don't really hear much about it because they don't want to sensationalize it. Right. Right. People are thinking about doing exactly. it exactly. Yeah. Uh, in a horrifying incident, a man who suspected his sister-in-law of practicing witchcraft and black magic on his family, I think this took place in India, uh, chopped off her head with a sharp-edged chopper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did she finally uh, give it up? Uh, in Uttar Pradesh. According to the preliminary investigation by the police, the subject, uh, Uttam, uh, had been blaming his sister-in-law, Dandevi, of doing witchcraft on his brother, Takur. Before you jump to conclusions, she was a witch. Uh, he died on February 5th. He had been accusing her of tying some voodoo. It's called a tavij, which is a locket on a tree outside of their house. You put your locket on the tree. You are a witch. And so I chopped her head off. Which he believed had resulted in his brother's death. Eyewitnesses have reportedly told the police that on Thursday, Utam... 
again found a Taviz tied to the same tree, and he got into an altercation with Dundevi, accusing her again of attempting to kill some th- someone in his family by her witchcraft. Though Dundevi kept denying, uh, Utam picked up a chopper and hacked her over 15 times, dismembering her head from her neck. We were able to reach a resolution. Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> wow. Casey, this speaks to you. A nursery worker is suffering from a mysterious condition that causes parts of her teeth to fall out when she sneezes. Oh, wow. Uh, Lindsey Grant. Just don't drink to a straw. Uh, is in constant agony after her teeth crumbled away, leaving gaps for blood and pus to fill her mouth and triggering painful gum abscesses. Blood and pus. Yeah. Mm -mm. The teenager has been uh, bullied as a result of the illness and hospitalized due to repeated infections, and her crumbling teeth mean she can now only eat soft food. Ooh, man, but that is putting... Uh, Doctors believe Miss Grant's type 1 diabetes may be causing her teeth to become weak. Is Uh, it? But she believes there is another cause and has shared her story in a desperate plea to find someone who can help her. Is there anything they can do? Can they put in Well, posts yeah, the, the the implants are too expensive for her. Oh, man. Dennis say the only treatment available is for her to get uh, is to have all her teeth extracted and she'll need to pay 20 or actually more like 40000 for implants because they're classed as a cosmetic, as cosmetic dentistry. This is in the but she UK. she needs them, though. Uh, she said, um, sometimes I just go home and cry because it really gets oh, to me. Oh. But she sneezes sometimes, and they'll fall out. Isn't that messed up? Ew. After being diagnosed. After being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, his young child, Ms. Grant, was taken to the dentist every four months for regular checkups. By age 14, she had never had a filling, so was surprised she started suffering pain in her back teeth. That's horrific. She underwent emergency treatment to have the nerves remo- removed as they were hitting the roots of the teeth and oh. causing her discomfort. Uh, but following the treatment, she found her teeth suddenly began to disintegrate. That sucks. Mm, that's awful. Wow. All right, what else do I have here for you? Something a little more pleasant. Yeah, please. Somebody growing teeth where they don't want them. Uh, this was pretty funny. This took place last week. Singing your heart out is great, but it won't necessarily get you out of going to jail. In Michigan, Detroit, mm-hmm. Brian Earl Taylor found this uh, found this out the hard way. After he was found guilty of unlawful imprisonment and carrying a concealed weapon... He belted out an apology to the judge to the tune of Adele's song, Hello. And it wasn't even that good a rendering. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. He said, he, he's saying, hello there, Your Honor. I want to say I'm sorry for that thing that I've done. So it's right out of, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should have sang, after all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise you. <laughs> After all that's been said and done, you're part of me. I have a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> we were all Get out! <laughs> Tackle him! God, is that Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Peter Cetera, right? Yeah. Or Peter Cetera. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so anyhow, the judge, uh, Judge Darlene O'Brien, ta- uh, told Taylor he was, quote, obviously a talented young man. But still sentenced him to this two, is him, by the way. to two years in prison. Yeah, he did have five other charges against him in uh, the case dismissed, though. So maybe it worked a little bit, but didn't keep him from going to jail. All right, and then uh, finally we'll end with this story. I love this story. All right, okay, it's it's short and it's kind of silly, but I like it. Mm. Sometimes it's better not to be honest. Redditor user uh, Vovicius, because they go by you know screen names. Okay, Vovicius. Uploaded a photo of his grandmother's decorative rock, 
which she has had in her house for eight years. The problem is, it's not a rock. It's one of those giant jawbreaker candies all dried out. Oh, my God. No. So, and he writes and says, I don't have the heart to tell her. It's a decorative rock. She, she thinks, thinks it's, it's a decorative rock. Like a right. colorful rock. Yeah, right. yeah. Because it's got a, it's all, all the colors. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> and it's perfectly Petrified round. gum. There you go. There's a picture. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. He says he has no idea why it hasn't disintegrated or been taken over by ants, but he can't. Uh, he the can't, chemicals, right? He can't bring himself to tell his grandmother <laughs> that it's a jawbreaker and not a decorative rock. That's hilarious. I love that. Uh, I and love at it. this point, she should never know. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. Totally. Just that, at the point where she's about to slip into. Oh, see, and part of it was cut open. Did you see that? Put yeah. that picture back up. So you know how the, there's a cross section and all the different colors. That's what Look she sees. Look at that. That must be the iron pyrite. <laughs> <laughs> there's like nine separate gems in there. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you don't find that in nature a lot. Yeah. And mostly in gumball machines. It's very rare. It's very rare rock. Grandma, I'm I'm fading. I'm I'm going. I'm passing into the into the sweet release of death. It's gum. <laughs> What? You know, you could have waited yeah. and never told her. I just wanted you to carry that with you. All right. And Son they, of a gun. That's what I have in the bizarre file. I'm going to you. kick your ass. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, when we return, we'll have a lesson question all prepared for you today. See how close you've been paying attention. A prize will come along with that as well. Mm. Trash and music news is coming up too. Stay there. Hey, gang, obviously, this year's been very different. No, really? You don't say. Anyway, the 15th annual I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive is a go, but it's going to be a bit different, too. It's happening Friday, August 21st. And there will be three donation centers, the Fillmore in Philadelphia, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, and the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. The Red Cross is always in need, but especially so during this health crisis. So make your appointment at WNMR.com now. Listen, the process is safe, and it follows all social distancing guidelines, which is why both appointments and face masks are mandatory. Register for our I Bleed for Preston Steve Blood Drive. And yes, you'll get the newest Preston Steve t-shirt as our thanks. From the American Red Cross, Penn Jersey Blood Services Region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Kathy had mentioned a story in the news um, earlier. Did, was it in Drexel Hill? Yeah, it was on Mary Street in Drexel Hill. <laughs> yes, imagine Delaware being the site of a huge party that got way out of hand. 300 high school kids, yeah. high school age, uh, the, these two parents hosted this party. Their 17-year-old daughter promoted it on social media. 300 kids showed up. Now, a relatively small house, yes? I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the area uh, yeah. and how the, how the houses are laid out there, but I mean, 300 kids at any house, unless you live in a mansion. Yeah. It's going to be kind of tight. That, yeah. That's, as we said earlier, that's a good turnout for a club gig. Well, yeah. Police yeah. said that there were about 100 kids on the lawn, like in the surrounding area when they showed up, the oh rest inside, uh, and that they just, they, they they said it looked like Broad Street. Well, like cars were coming and going, kids all over the place. It was, a, but you would expect that on a Monday night. No, right. no, no. It happened. It happened on Saturday. Saturday. Night. Saturday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, and it's was it nice on Saturday? It was still cold this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Saturday it was a little was nippy. Cold. Yeah. yeah. It was cold. yeah. Doesn't matter. But we're not even in spring and summer mode yet. For okay. Big outdoor parties. I'm sure they were supposed to be inside, and then when 300 people show up, you don't have enough it room. Spills in the outside. House. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I, there's so many things about this story that are are a nostalgic and and b bizarre. Yeah. You know, uh, the 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 parents, Preston, as we pointed out earlier, they're um, <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> we, we we they impressed me as sort of the the cool party parents. You know, well, yeah, they want to be the cool party. Probably parents. Probably what they were doing. Yeah, they probably. I mean, the fact that uh, that they knew that there was drinking and so forth. Listen, if if you have a teenager and you want to have a party, that's cool. Uh, but if there's drinking going on, you are, at least I know in some states, you're responsible. Yes. You're flat out responsible for what happens uh, because you're, the, you're the, the homeowner, you're the consenting adult and all that stuff. We had, in, growing up uh, in our neighborhood, there was, uh, Randy was my friend, Randy, and his his parents were the, hey, yeah. you know, hey, 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 come on hey, over, have guys. a Yeah. And I'm like, I'm one of you. And no, you're not. By like 25 years. <laughs> uh, Kathy, you read earlier this morning uh, Michael Chitwood's quote, and, and I, I understand it. He says, I will not allow parents to have these types of underage drinking, dope smoking parties in the township. It ain't going to happen. Um, but what do you do? I, I, I mean, these parties are going to happen. Where do you <laughs> let them happen? Well, not wait, wait, as who the parent? What do you do? I guess, or is yeah, this... I mean, I mean, if my you don't if... allow your child to do that, they're yeah. in high school, their brains are still developing. You not can't, at your house. You can't condone that. Like there, there's a certain point. You I, know, I like, can't you're condone parent... it, but it's going to happen no matter what. So I, I, I know what teenagers are like. I think it's but it's, it's not. Un- I think it's unrealistic to deny the fact that these parties are going to happen. So uh, so how do you control it? How do you how do you put it in a safe place? Because these teenagers are going to be teenagers. Sure. Let's, let's not pretend that this isn't going to happen. Well, also let's not. Let's not pretend that all teenagers do this. Of Nick. course like, not. Not, no, not, I, not everybody goes to the woods to drink on Friday night. I didn't. I, I, know so there, yeah. I was a little angel. There were yeah. plenty of clubs like Reach and Interact and, and a lot of kids that abstain from drinking and, and any type of drugs in high school. I certainly understand that. But I think that maybe 40 percent, uh, 40 to 50 percent of teenagers do. So when, when you deal with numbers that are that high, how do you how do you manage it in a realistic way and, and in a safe way? But realis- that's all I'm asking because Reali- I, I don't know what the answer is. Neither do I, no, I, don't. I don't think realistically it is to allow them to drink in your house because now you're yeah. responsible for all of these children, not just yours, <laughs> but you're now responsible for everybody else who's drinking in your house. That's very, very correct. Which and is why put- these, listen, these I, two were arrested. Yeah. I, Preston, so at, at your home, uh, listen, I've heard of parents allowing, okay, I, I prefer you if you're going to have a, a beer or have, have beers here. with your friends, have it here. Yeah. I, I don't, it's rare that I've ever heard a parent say, if you and 299 of your friends want to come here and drink. Right, right. right. And I think that maybe, and I don't condone this either, but it's a little bit more understandable for the um, post-high school graduate, pre-21-year-old crowd, all right? So you're, you're, you're over 18, you're out of high school, you're still not old enough to drink. Right. Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of an adult, but you're not allowed to. I'd rather you do it uh, safely at my house. I'm taking your car keys, all of that sort of stuff. I, 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 I understand that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. But not a big party no. of everybody. I mean, that's a, diff- that's a different story. Because when I was 19, 20 years old, my parents knew I was drinking beer, you know, and, and I wasn't, you know, binge drinking or anything crazy like that. But they would allow that, you know, but not a party, not a giant yeah, party. Yeah. No. I waited till they were out of town when that happened. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. We're going and away those... to visit your Aunt Esther. Can you watch the house? Yeah. Of course. Those never went well either. Oh, my God. No. Ever. I called the police on my own party. I can't believe oh, you yeah. did that. That, oh. that was the option. To Did you get arrested? No. No? Okay. No, I like when the police arrived, I'm like, 
I live here. I called you guys. I want these people out of my house. Wow. We, Case, and, we did that too. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was at our parties that they would, now I never had a party at my house. My mom, you know, was, she never She left. was watching uh, Pat Robertson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But we, that's what would happen. You, the, the few people that, um, whoever the homeowner or the kids in, in the house wanted to stay, you'd tell those people, call the cops, everybody else would scatter, and then your party would be shrunk down to, you know, 10 oh, people. Yeah. yeah, nobody. And, and what I would do is that when I would call the police, I, I literally said, look, I had a party. A lot of people showed up that I don't know. I can't get them out of my house. I need some help. And sure enough, they so sent over the cops. You basically spoke the truth. Yeah. There, there you go. And that was it. And exactly. That's it. And, yeah. and I was trying to get people out of my house, and they would not leave. Okay, so. I mean, honestly, you guys need to get out of here. You need to leave. The party is over. And nobody moves. No, it's what a party. What do you do? You're outnumbered. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that it's your house. What was the lar- what was the largest difference between intended invitees and actual resulting oh, yeah. attendant? Uh, me personally? Attenders to the party. Uh, at one of my own parties? Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't even uh, I don't know. Just every, every there were people on every floor. We had, <laughs> you know, basement, main floor and and upstairs. And right. I, I I don't know, maybe 100 people or something like that. But, I mean... That's a lot! Yeah, and it starts off just wanting to have, like, 20 over. Yeah. So you got five times what you expected. <laughs> Cars up and down the yeah. street. Neighbors pissed off. Trash in the yards. Because nobody cares. No, it's not their house. Oh, yeah. They're throwing right, I, stuff around. I have a question for you. All right, so you have neighbors, and you're friendly with these people. They go away, and their kids have a party, and it gets out of control. Is there is there a certain um, respect that you have for the... The parents and the and the kids that you don't call the cops so they don't get arrested or, or no 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 nope. no because you know what it's, it is going to get out of hand that's yep. that's the problem it's probably best <laughs> that you do or yeah. maybe Casey you go over and say look I'm gonna I'm gonna call the cops hey like, I'm just don't... like you guys <laughs> no but tell them yeah. you know no yeah, and break it's... up the party or I'm calling the cops and yeah. it's it's kind of like border patrol. One or two are going to get caught, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody else is going to scatter, yeah. you know, is kind of how it's going to I happen. remember my, and, and we still talk about this, when I was a sophomore, my friend had a party when it was, uh, his parents were out of town, and it was one of those deals where, I mean, I was there in the beginning, it was, it was like five of us, ten of us there, you know, just and then just slowly but surely people just started pouring in. I mean, there was a beer ball, and then, yeah, and that was it, and next thing you know, Cops are there. My friend watches the entire thing get busted from uh, the tree in his backyard. What would you say it topped out at? So you were one of the initial five or ten. How many were in the house by the time the cops were called? No, oh, I don't even know. A uh, hundred, maybe. Uh, and this is yeah. pre. This is pre. Yeah. Social, um, you know, social Facebook, media. social media. Before getting the word out was just as easy as a, as a a tweet. So imagine what you're looking at now. I remember two times, two different parties, where a helicopter. (gasps) You had a helicopter? Dude, all of a sudden, the light comes out of the sky, and everybody's like, oh, my God. You had a hell of a party. The Lampros twins had a party. Lampros twins. They were hot, too. Wow. And, the kind uh, of twins that uh, Fonzie would date, and uh, and they they were really cool. And the party got out of hand. I'll never forget it. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 I, I think as we named the uh, the helicopter, Attention. the uh, St. Louis uh, County Police had brown. Their cars were brown. Okay, and their helicopter was brown, so it was the Brown Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden we see the brown hornet up there and we're like, you got to be kidding me, man. Wow. And then another time, uh, Ricky Rodriguez, his parents owned a, uh, <laughs> they owned like a, they're, they're horticulture. They, so they grew trees and stuff. They had all this land. All right. And so he had a, a field party 
Wow. And, yeah, the helicopter came out for that one, too. How many would you say? People were there? Yeah. I don't even remember. That was the first night I ever played at a party in a band. Oh! And, oh, uh, man. And so we're out in the field, and we had to get our equipment out of there while the <laughs> helicopter and the cops and everybody was showing up. Was it a paid gig? But I was able to say, uh, I'm with the band. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just hired I'm to supposed be here, to be here. You know? <laughs> I'm over by the uh, the ferns. <laughs> Did you ever run, though? Were you ever the one that that had to run and ended up? Okay, so there's another story. (laughs) And this wasn't at a gigantic blowout party. And I thought I was being responsible, okay? So we're just out in the street having a couple of beers as a teenager. I was probably 18 years old. And I don't know, there's like a dozen of us, just a thing outside on the sidewalk. And I wasn't in my neighborhood. I was in somebody else's neighborhood. Cop pulls up the street. Everybody runs. Except for me. Right. You're going to be responsible. I thought I will be responsible. I will talk to this police officer like an adult. Constable. Yes. Yes. And and he will probably respect the fact that I'm not running from the law. You're a fine, upstanding citizen, young man, and we're going to give you a citizen's badge. I had 30 hours of community service <laughs> I had to do at the Jewish Center for the Aged washing dishes. You know what? The same thing happened to me. I got let go, though. I was, you know, was I didn't. During my college years, and, and it was in the summer, and my friend Rob and I were walking home from a friend's house, and we weren't at, like, a huge party, but we were drinking at this house, and we're just walking, and next thing you know, a Ridley cop comes up behind us, and he... Took off. It was. It was like, and he's gone. Right, <laughs> football player. He was gone. And the thing is, where we were walking, there was a footbridge where the cop couldn't have gotten to me. You know what I mean? He would have to have gotten out of his car and run after me. But I stopped anyway. He ended up. He's like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I'm just going home, man." You know? He's like, "Okay, get going up. to the Jewish Center." <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, but Casey, when the, when the cop came up, I was still holding a beer. Was, oh, well, that's the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. That's yeah. the problem. So I, I had a beer in my hand, and, and he's like, <laughs> I have to. Yeah. I, I got to write you a ticket. I can't let you go. Damn it. How do you feel about Monster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to enjoy it at the Jewish Center for the Aged. Here's a text. says, I am a cop in a college town in New Jersey. Every time we get a large college party complaint, we tell the kids next time to call us if it gets out of hand. And we'll gladly help them get people out, and they don't have to worry about getting tickets or arrested. There you go. They're saying they're they're down with that protocol. So remember that. We had a, uh, a friend whose dad was a cop, so he would kind of alert us if the cops were called out to a house, and he knew that we were at the party. He'd give yeah. us a heads up so we could get out of there. Uh, your friend uh, Elisa has a crazy party story, I, Kathy. I'm sure she has plenty of them. I'm what? not really sure that I want to go to her. Okay. Well, she's on the line. Yeah, you do. Good morning, everyone. Hey, How what's up, you? Lisa? Um, so unfortunately the story is not about Kathy. However, she was there, but just like everyone says that we, I think we had some of the most legendary high school parties ever. And this one, um, is an all time favorite. We were partying. It was a basement party. So everyone's downstairs having the best time when all of a sudden water comes (laughs) rushing through the ceiling and everyone's like, what is going on? Oh my God. What? Like everyone's freaking out. We go upstairs. Um, a friend and his girlfriend at the time are having uh, relations yeah. in the upstairs bathroom, and he busted the sink off the wall because he had his girlfriend on the sink. And oh my god! The sink was that Kathy the on the sink? That's awesome. <laughs> no. It was not. Uh. <laughs> 
So bust is pink <laughs> off the wall, and water is now flushing through the floor and flooding out the basement party. So he's was- got his pants down, and his girlfriend's on the sink, booty like booty naked, and everyone's standing outside now watching at this point. How many people were in the basement? There, that oh, was a- had to be. It was a big party. It was okay. a big party, and wasn't wasn't the mother home of the so- of? Yeah, so the mom of the kid is home somehow. It's so random. And so now she's freaking out. Her her bathroom is flooding. There's naked people. There's, like, <laughs> wild kids drinking Boone's Farm freaking out. Oh, like, it was... Boone's Farm. That's right, Boone's Farm, yes. You know, it's funny, though, because as you now uh, are talking as an adult, you know, and you try to admonish uh, younger people listening to not do this stuff, you can sort of hear the glee... <laughs> Your voice as you're recounting this, right? well, so it's certainly so a mixed message that's being oh my God. sent. Oh, I know they yeah. were fun. These, <laughs> these insane, crazy parties were a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I know. I you mean, know? And, and there's like she's right. Elisa's right. Like we have so many. When I asked you if you ran, I was going to tell you I we ran from a party once. Elisa ended up at a truck stop on 95, oh, and yeah. I was with my friend Bobby in uh, some bush hiding from the police as they drove down the street. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so what? Well, uh, truck stop, and you're in the bush, and I'm in the bush with Bobby. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Elisa. You, bye, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later. Do you remember when uh, when parties the the potential for a party was measured by the number of kegs that would be there? Oh yeah, it's a three kegger tonight, man. So you guys like were kegs in high school? Or, oh yeah. Or, okay, guys, we were not. You don't hear kegs anymore. No, right? no, no. And and then kegs got banned in college. It was always number of cases. So my my wow. parties were inspirational speakers. <laughs> right. Three. Three inspirational speakers. Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Tonight. There tonight. You got to be there, man. See, uh, I, was, I, I wasn't I was really a, a drinker in high school, but I would go and, and I would go to some places and not drink because I thought if I have to run from the cops and if I get caught, at least if I'm not drinking, they're going to let me go. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, it, it worked to your favor, right? I never had to run from the cops. Yeah. 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 Hang on. I want to go to Bill, who actually lives on Mary Street where this party took place. Oh, okay. Hey, Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, my man. All right, so you, you live on the street where this party took place. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. This is the type of street that is like the twilight zone. Like, there ain't anybody ever on this street unless it's like a copper. Right. You know, somebody doing drugs or something. Yeah. But I pull up Saturday night, and for the first time in my life, and I've been there since 98, there's just people everywhere. Wow. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then my neighbor tells me that supposedly somebody's having a graduation party from college, but I hit, turn it turns out it's teenagers actually. Yeah. And By the way, it's it's spring break right now. Yeah. It's not graduation. Yeah, graduation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I I didn't understand any of that either. But yeah. You know. Yeah. So about ten minutes after I pull up, I'm hearing all this noise, and I'm wondering what's going on. So I open up the front door and the next thing you know all the sirens from all the upper Darby police come and i'm just kind of there's just waves of people like it's like when you hit the lights and the cockroaches come flying out of the, every yeah orbit. yeah yeah and literally i was looking down the street for the clown car like it was just unbelievable so like, just, just all over and it took all about, like an hour or two all over the lawns and 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 was was there damage all- after everyone had cleared out I mean, I didn't see any damage, but there was literally so many people that they were getting arrested and and they were pulling paddy wagons. They actually had to tape off our whole end of the street. Wow. So they block off the street and they're calling in paddy wagons. Yeah, it was bad. I I heard about maybe three to five people got arrested about a a block away from mine, but they had to take like at least an hour or two 
just to get them to keep moving from they were like for the next three blocks over there was just people so, walking through everybody's yards and everything and everybody's you know trying to message me on facebook like what's going on on your street so bill when when did it finally wrap up uh it was probably about by the time the cops ended up leaving it was probably about one o'clock in the morning wow at least wow <laughs> that's a uh, that's one for the record books. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. You guys have a great one. You too. We'll see you later. There was that. Um, there was that party I had in the uh, bizarre file a couple of weeks ago. It was now it was a fraternity party, but there were a ton of underage kids there. Yeah. Uh, and when they they did an analysis of the air. They, oh yes. They were, they were using breathalyzers, and just in the ambient air alone, it was like a point eight or something along the, the air was the drunk a point oh eight right the air was legally drunk the air was legally drunk <laughs> there was that much booze did you ever see the movie it's, and there's it's it's based on an actual party of this nature project x i think it's called yes yeah where it's it's a party gets it's based on a true story party got away from these kids and it took over multiple houses like a whole block and it was just pandemonium yeah but it's exactly of this nature I would have had major anxiety if I was at something like that. I really would have. I always think it's sort of a lit match ready to blow it, you know, or a lit fuse, I should Believe say, ready not, to blow at any point. A mob mentality. Does kick in, right? Can happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you get that large of a group of people uh, without any rules, you know, as far oh, as they're yeah. concerned, and there's plenty of booze, and a house will get completely torn to shreds. I mean, you know, sure. looted. Oh, yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, we... We did go through it. So, like, you know, I went through it. I was there. I experienced it. So I feel like maybe I'm a little more prepared to be like, no, and to, the signs to look out for and yeah. to try to. Yeah. What what happens, that, though, maybe. Kathy, when you get asked the question, but w- did you do it? Absolutely. No, I didn't. <laughs> Except now this podcast exists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to Ken. Uh, hey, Ken, you're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, thank you, Ken. What's up, bud? Hi. High school party uh, back in Great Valley times, and uh, there was uh, buddies of mine lived next door to a house that was already for sold, uh, like basically sold, and uh, they had a party, and there was no furniture in the place. There must have been 500 people there, and then as the night progressed, all of a sudden people started wrecking stuff. Windows were being broken. Yep. People were trying to go through walls. Um, it was it was nuts, and then like uh, later on, when the cops were interviewing, you know, they were interviewing every guy, and uh, basically like I was one of the main suspects. They thought, uh, you know, who wrecked the place, and they, 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 they uh, it was a big mess. And I, I tell you, it was one of the best parties. Ever. <laughs> it's a big mess, and it was one of the best parties yep. I've ever been with five hundred plus people. Now I want to come out clean right now. Yeah, I did not wreck anything except one thing and that was a, a dress coat that i was trying to do fat guy in a little coat <laughs> and, and that was it that was it all right uh, you're you're absolved all right yeah thanks can ken hi to my wife uh, you certainly can go ahead ken we're, we're celebrating our four years i love you lauren oh right, that's oh. very nice Good for you bud big cake tonight i think of the uh uh because we were talking the movie back to school was on the other day uh the scene where they have the uh the dorm party yeah and on the way out, they, they see the, the guy's really waste. He's like, Mel's having the greatest party of all time. This is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> just puking all over, all over the place. Um, go to line two, Press. I've okay. never heard of, That's almost uh, biblical. I will go to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, bud. want to hear your story. What's going so, on? 
so crazy story. So I went to school in Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Yep. It's a beach, North Carolina. It's a pretty cool place. Needless to say, I was like, hey, it's, we're all coming back to school. Let me throw a big party for everybody. Grabbed all these people, grabbed all these underclassmen, got the word out. First weekend of school, 27 kegs, <laughs> sold $1,800 worth of keg cups, around $5 a piece. <laughs> I had six friends from the Army. They were in Fayetteville, North Carolina, because that's where I went to high school. Had six friends that had joined the Army. They came up. They were selling kegs, cups. They were kind of police things. The party got completely out of hand. The cops come. People are mad. People are, I mean, everybody's leaving. They're, everybody's pissed, mad. Needless to say, cars started going up on their side, like way down the street, like way away from the party. As people are just leaving away. There's like the rugby team or something. I don't know. They're crazy. Started so, picking up cars and yeah. putting them on their side. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. See, the mob mentality. Yeah, totally. 27 so, kegs, though. Were they pissed off because they had paid their five bucks and only got to have one beer and it was and busted up or something? That's the risk you take. I had, I had, I had a, gotten like a noise ordinance to like 10 o'clock. So from like 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock, I had a noise ordinance. We started the party like 5. I had a porta potty come, like, uh, you know, delivered to the, to the, to the street. Yeah. I had these barricades where it had blocked the whole street off, thinking it was going to be a, hey, we're just going to have a good time. And needless to say, when things got out of hand, people were mad, not mainly not because they got just one take up. I think mainly because they were expecting the party to go to 10 and it was like, yeah. Hey, but but Nick, let me ask you, uh, how many, what percentage were underage, or was this an of-age party? Nah, it was you know, a lot of underclassmen. Um, here's the crazy thing about it. So the, when the police finally get there, they come in droves, and they call them the ALE, Alcohol Legal Enforcement or something down there. Yeah. Anyway, so the guy comes up to me. He says, here's the owner of the house. And I was like, oh, it's me. It's my party here. You know, here it is. You need, what do you need? People to leave, whatnot. We're, we've got the noise around us till 10. He says, listen, I just want to ask you something. How much were the keg cups? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't selling keg cups. He was like, no, just tell me. Come on. How much were the keg cups? I'm like, dude, I'm not selling the keg cups. I don't know. I'm, I'm not charged that. He was like, all right, well, just tell me. How much were they? And I was like, I think they were like five bucks. <laughs> he says, all right, come with me. I guess that was all they needed to prosecute me or whatnot. Oh, because you were charging. Because you charged for the booth. Okay. Yeah, makes uh, sense. That's how they Is it me. weird so, that the Alcohol yeah, Enforcement yeah. Organization is ale? Yeah. A A L E. Yeah. Ale. Yeah. I didn't notice that. So did you end up so having did you get arrested? So I didn't actually get arrested that night, so but all so two of the army guys ended up getting fights with the cops or something. Well, yeah, yeah, you know. It's just stupid. All so right. I, I paid eighteen hundred dollars in profit that I made. Yeah, you just the... all of it. All of it back in uh, in uh, legal fees because I had to get a lawyer for yeah. those guys, and that's pretty much. But you got started. one hell of a story out of it, <laughs> dude. And pictures galore, dude. My yard was tra- every yard around the trash. Oh, crazy! All right, thanks, Nick. We appreciate it. Oh, and here's gosh. and here's the one thing about that's different from yeah. years ago with this party that took place over the weekend in Drexel Hill and the fact that uh, they were busted. Is that there's it was promoted on social media. Yeah. You have a paper trail. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You now have a paper trail and cops they certainly use social media quite a bit for the and, and they, they Especially can, Upper Darby, man. And they'll they'll track down and they can find it and, and go, Well, it says right here, you invited all these people, you yeah. know, and these people are underage and so on and so forth. You are therefore responsible and all that other stuff. That's how it's a tad bit different. And you might have included prices for your cups and things like that. That's and true, yeah, too. It's all right there. And yeah. you know what? Like, so so these parents, because they condone these actions or, or at least, you know, help facilitate, like, I, what happens to them? 
You know, like what happens to the you because know, you have the court of social media, right? Because you, you you've yeah. seen this happen, you know, several times over the last few years where so and so's parent bought the bought the right. kegs, and you know, but so what legally happens? I mean, to they're that? gonna get they're gonna get hit with something. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like they, they robbed a liquor store, but they're gonna get yeah misdemeanors, yeah. corruption of minors, disorderly yeah. conduct, providing alcohol to underage teens. Those there are you go. those are the uh, arraign. Uh, that's what they were charged under, and so. So that's that, and then now that this is in the news, do they then lose their jobs? Like, there's this thing is is going to have a well, major that remains to be seen. Trickle down, yeah. unless they're party planners. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then then they're they just use fight. it as an ad. <laughs> Look what we yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, it was an epic bash this yeah, weekend in Drexel Hill, man. You know what? Though busted at ten thirty at night. So oh, really? <laughs> it didn't go all that didn't long. Get that late. Right, interesting. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. I appreciate those who are on hold and we didn't get a chance to get to. I'm sorry that you've been on hold for a while. We do have to take ourselves a break. Stay right there. Ninety-three three WMMR presents Jackson's local shots artist of the month, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, former drug lord and current federal prisoner El Chapo Guzman being denied the request to get at least two hours of outdoor recreation per week. El Chapo had hoped to participate in the twice-weekly all-death row Zumba classes. Oh, she oh, Danielle Bregoli, a.k.a. rapper Bad Baby, had to be rushed off a boarding flight to an L.A. hospital after experiencing intense stomach pain. Doctors quickly determined Bregoli's stomach had ruptured from constantly swallowing her pride. Uh And finally, Fergie filing to get her original pre-Fergie name back after her divorce from Josh Dumal is made final. Fergie says she misses being plain old Vagilabia Lick and Slit. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, your Hollywood show. <laughs> that it is. All right. We've mentioned linens a few times this morning. <laughs> yes. And I believe it or not, I have a linen uh, uh, story. Here. All right. What? Just it's not a, a general story. Really. story? Is no, no, no. It? no, no okay. It's not a story. It's just uh, it's it's information. But because uh, Casey had uh, had to pack up all his linens. Uh, well, we almost shore, lost them. The yeah. hurricane, the man. Hurricane. hurricane coming up the coast, and you got to get your linens put away. I think your your wife was saying made sure that the linens were packed, right? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't just linens, but linens were. No less important than our, our no bikes. your bikes. Yeah. Thank you. Need to bring Thank your sheets you for, home. Yeah, I'm in. What's the story? All right, so Kathy, this speaks to you. How many times a month do you wash your sheets? Okay, they get washed every other week. Every other week, you go that long? Really? Surprising. I'm surprised. Well, only because the cleaning ladies do it. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning ladies. <laughs> What yeah, is you got a whole battalion the staff over, over there? Yeah. Yes, I love them. They're the best. Yeah, okay. what do they line up in a gauntlet as you leave every morning? I honestly, morning, I, I thought Kathy would be like every three days. Because I know she, she wets sheets. the bed. Yeah. No, stop it. I, I figure, you know, that female incontinence there. <laughs> uh, experts say keeping clean sheets is an important part of staying healthy. It can prevent infections and athlete's foot from spreading. Oh, good God. I, I get, we get, the, the sheets are, are rotated every week. 
Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, there's st- the same sheets. They're just rotated on the bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no, no idea. Yeah. I don't make my bed. I don't do any of that no, stuff. No, yeah. And, uh, th- I, I believe, I just like the feel of clean sheets. Okay. Uh, not to mention, it says here that saliva and other bodily fluids can be found on unclean sheets. Well, if it's pillow, your saliva. I know the, the pillowcases, they say you should wash more than you wash your actual sheets. Because your mouth? I mean, uh, just. Because you eat on them. Uh, no, yeah, but no, just dirtier, basically. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. The oils from your uh, from your, your scalp, your hair, and, and mm-hmm. so forth, and mm-hmm. earwax and whatnot coming dirt. out, and balls. Dirt. dirt. Well, you, you put a pillow between your thighs, don't you, Preston? Do you yes. do that? Yeah. Pillow between my thighs. I have two pillows for my head. Pillow between my thighs and in the pillow that I lay my right oh. arm on. If I'm laying on my left side, I, oh, I wow, lay my... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I need four pillows. I have a wedge pillow, <laughs> a stabilizing pillow, two pillows above that. In a in a leaning forward, so I, I you're a four pillow guy. Too. I'm a four pillow guy. Yeah. Then to the left of me, arm pillow, mm-hmm. remote basket pillow. Okay. Uh, and then I have a, an array of pillows for the 14 cats that are going to sleep on the bed with me. Yeah, I have I have various like a couple other uh, castaway pillows that are right. lying on the other side of the bed. Should there be an emergency, <laughs> an emergency <laughs> pillow. If a pillow goes down, mm-hmm. you can reach over and replace it quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Well, to I need one that's 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 cool. So yeah. when this one gets warm, I toss it away and I grab a fresh cool. I one. do love the cool pillows. Oh, yes. I've tried the leg pillow and I can't I can't do it. No. Do you no, sleep kinda... with a, a pillow between your boobs like the um no. that the device? You've seen that thing? Yeah. Right? yeah. No, I don't yeah, do yeah. that either. Okay. okay. All right. I thought of you this weekend, Kathy. I couldn't remember if I took my makeup off when I got home at whatever time, Saturday night after the concert, and I looked over my pillow, and there's just makeup all so over the white pillow. Does it look like the Shroud of Turin? Or yeah, it's face pretty bad. Yeah. imprint. I can't but do that. Do you guys have multiple sets of sheets, or do you yes. wash the sheet and then put it right back on the bed? No, no, no. no, no multiple, multiple sets. sets yeah. yeah, and it's my wife that, that handles all that. You should get a wife. Uh, fabric care <laughs> expert Marlo Lavarette recommends washing your linens once a week. Marlo, your bed looks fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, it's gorgeous. Everyone, have you seen Marlo's bed? Uh, a survey found that only a third of people toss their linens in the washing machine weekly. While 35% of adults surveyed say they change their sheets every two weeks, Kathy. There you go. Do you change to flannel sheets in the winter? I do not. Same shit. Th- that's too hot for me. We have flannel. Um, there are flannel holiday sheets that will. Now, uh, mind you, I sleep on top of the sheets. I don't lay under. You never get under. Still I will do like a, a blanket across my midsection, across my man parts. Right, your man parts. But Even. you like your feet out? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I used to not be able to sleep with any body parts out except for my head. Now I, I yeah now everything's out. I keep a, out. The, a small blanket over my midsection and I have a hole for my penis to cross. <laughs> Actually, no, you're right. I, I can't really have my uh, <laughs> private areas. My private areas have to be covered. Your private area has to be covered. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It feels vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, do you, you sleep naked? Do you both listen, sleep naked? I sleep no. with my shoes on in case a deer gets in the house. Right, right. Oh, remember Smart. that. Yeah, yep. I sleep uh, just in underwear. I sleep, actually, I sleep with um, uh, underwear and um, a trench coat. Okay. No, I, I, That's good. Uh, you now, wear a shirt? Now I do. Uh, uh, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. not, yeah. Right. We have these pillows that uh, my wife bought, and, and they're great, they're comfortable, but they're entirely too big. We don't have any pillowcases that fit them. Okay. And it's annoying. What do you, they, you have to get the king size pillowcases? Uh, they're, what, like, they're, they're like this long. Yeah, you have to get the king size yeah, pillowcases. Get pillowcases. But we have the king size bed and, and all of that, no. so. It, it, you can go out and buy separate uh-huh. 
Well, I've been Large hearing these commercials for cases. these special pillows that I'm I think I'm going to I bet I make my pillows in Delaware. Wait a that minute. That guy, he's like, what? He, so think of a, a successful Gary Lauer. Uh-huh. Where have you heard of him? This guy. It's, is it a radio you know, commercial? My ultimate pillow. He's got a mustache, and he's always looking up. I started making my pillows in 1955. They're only here in America. You see, have you never seen the guy with the mustache? The TV m- commercial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called My Pillow. My Pillow, yeah. Yeah, MyPillow.com. For the best dog sleep in the whole wide world, feel MyPillow.com. Yes. I, I love pillows. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Here's my factory with my pillow makers. Hi, folks. We love you, pillow man. It's uh, it's very. That's who I'm gonna go as for Halloween. The, is pillow, the pillow guy, <laughs> Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. I'm the pillow guy. I'm the pillow guy. I like making pillows. Here's my pillow factory. We're looking at a picture of him here on the front of the workers. website, and he's not hug- a goddamn one speaks English. Oh, I have these pillows. He's hugging a pillow. You do? Yes. Are do you they love good? them? No. No. What? I've okay. heard great things about them. No, you know what? Well, I think it depends on... It's the on... official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. I didn't it's know a, that. It depends on what type of pillow you like. It's very fluffy. I, I don't like... I need... Uh, I like flatter pillows. Little fl- I Yes. The, the thin pillow is important for me. I need yeah. a thick pillow, thin pillow. All right. This, this is very... This would be you your my thick configuration? Pillow. Yeah. What? Thin... On uh, my wedge pillow. Uh, on top of the wedge pillow, thin pillow... Moderately thin pillow, fluffy pillow. That would be my my pillow if I were to put a my pillow there. Uh. So that that's my configuration. <laughs> and they're a for little... my head. I like I like. Um, but the my pillow, they're a little firm too. At they... least the ones that we got, and we got them as as a gift. So they're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna love it, Kathy. It's the official pillow of Pillowland. There was a uh, there's a there's a kiosk at the King of Prussia Mall that sells my pillow pillows. Not my pillows. No, it's a different pillow. It's Your some, pillows. It's some expensive badass. Here's the reason why you should buy this pillow. Oh, is it like the uh, memory foam pillow? No, I don't like those because I I stopped and well maybe it is I don't know it was a while ago I've I've, I've just stopped I'm like all right give me your pitch what's the deal on the pillows put your head here you like to sleep yeah. I got a pillow for you but I remember not being too impressed with it uh, hang on a second Jacob wants to talk about uh, pillows and everything hey Jacob how you doing hey Jacob you guys rock hey, hey Jacob you guys rock what's up buddy uh, I just got out of Navy boot camp uh, I'm actually on leave right now before I get deployed in yep. a couple of days. Uh, you guys are talking about sheets. You have no idea what it's like in boot camp with sheets. It is an absolute nightmare. I would imagine, uh, as, as we've seen in movies and everything, every it has to be absolutely flawlessly, perfectly squared off. Like, we're talking protractor on the hospital corner. It's 45 degrees. You know, if, if it's not perfectly 45 degrees with a protractor in the corner, then that's like 100 push-ups to start your day. Uh, Jacob, let me ask you. Do some, yeah. do some guys just not actually get into the bed and just sleep on top so they can just keep tweaking oh. it? Oh, nobody gets to the bed. Nobody gets to the bed. <laughs> nobody gets to the bed. I had 90, 90 people in my division. We all slept on top. <laughs> we used to fold our blanket to a perfect, it's called a Nabisco corner. Wow. Yeah, perfectly. Nobody used the blanket. We just slept on top and froze to death. Why is that, by the way? Uh, just attention to detail. It's to, it's to keep, yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah. I, I understand it. Do, I, even though it's a nightmare and a pain in the ass, you understand the reasoning for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, if somebody messes up a hospital corner, you know, one, one of our uh, instructors would be like, well, you know, that, that's going to get somebody killed one day. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, it's wild. Your kids are like, what? <laughs> yeah, it puts it in perspective. So, what? Yeah. yeah. So now you can make a bed like a mofo. 
Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I came home, my girlfriend's bed changed it. My mom's bed changed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Man, check out Jake. Everybody he got knows. back from the Navy. This is awesome. He's doing all of our beds. <laughs> That's well, all I'm good for now. Well, no, well, thanks for everything you're doing. We appreciate it. All right, no, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, see you later. Okay. All right. God, I, I would, I would, I can make a decent bed, but I can't square off like mm-hmm. the military. Guys oh, do. it's yeah. I, I'm so particular about sleeping when we, when we get stay or if we're traveling, we stay at a hotel or something like that. The first thing, the first thing I do is I go in. And I look in the closet and see if there are extra pillows, yeah. what kind they are, the thickness. Do I need to take care of this right now before it gets too late and I forget about it? You know, immediately. Yes. What, and call for more pillows? Yeah, call for more pillows or whatever See, as you're doing do. that, my wife is then taking the bed apart to make sure there's no, no bed, bed bugs. bugs. Right. Yeah, I don't care your, about I'm, like, I'm with your wife. You're ironing the linens. Yeah. Right, but anyway, you should, uh, you should wash your sheets uh, once every week. It says you should change your linens once a week. So that's that's what they recommend uh, through this particular organization. So if you do it less than that, you're a slob. You're a dead man. Any cleanliness uh, story, I'm in. All right. I love yeah. it. I figured you'd like that. And since the, we were on the subject of uh, linens earlier this morning, What's... that would be worth throwing in there. Especially during a hurricane. And then one more thing. Uh, this is completely separate than that, but I, I so want to do this. There's a new camp in the Canadian Rockies that's offering men the chance to learn their lost skills like cooking over a fire, surviving in the wilderness, and changing a tire. Wow. It's called Man Camp. And it's three days long. Emmett McPartland created this. <laughs> what a name. After moving to a mountain town in uh, Alberta and realizing that city life had robbed him of some essential experiences, the kind of skills his grandfather would have known, uh, a former river guide, McPartland, teamed up uh, with uh, with the outdoor enthusiast Mike Kearns and mechanic Ken Frain. Are these Canadian uh, celebrities? No, they're not celebrities at all. Oh, okay. These are just guys that have created the man camp. It's not oh. a TV show or anything like that. It's okay. just something you can go to. Yeah. Uh, so it's set to run at the end of September. It's already sold out despite the $1,099 a person price tag. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so two things, Preston. Uh, in addition to driving across the United States, I've decided that I want to drive across Canada as well. Okay. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah. Secondly, I had a similar idea to, to this, uh, maybe not doing it in the, in the wilderness, because I know I, my father wasn't, like, the, the most handy person in the world, so right. therefore I am not. Like, but your father-in-law is. But my father-in-law is, but I didn't grow up with my father-in-law, right. so I didn't learn these things over time. So I don't, I don't know anything about plumbing or electricity or cars or anything like that. So I thought maybe like a, a Penco Tech or something, you know, a DeVry or, or whatever, one of those types of places could offer up man camps over the weekends, you know, like Saturday oh, okay. or, or Sundays, right? So, so, so you're not going away for a, a vacation. You're not going away for a like vacation. A but, you know, what you could do is over, over the course of, the, of a winter, let's right. say. Every Saturday, you go to a, a, a Penco deck and... Tire changing, uh, make a condom this out of moss. Yeah, this Saturday is, is automo- uh, yeah. you know, automotive. Basic automotive. Basic, right. you know, changing oil. Yeah, changing that, that's on this list. Changing an oil and changing your tire. It's just a handful of things. You don't need to, to, you don't need to, uh, to have Swap to, out a transmission. Yeah, none no. of that. But just the basics of maintenance. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, you know, like, you know, let's get into the basics of carpentry, you know, some basics yeah. of plumbing, basics of, uh, of electricity. The basics of calling the professionals to correct the work that you did. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like, so I, I had to change something in my um, in my kid's uh, toilet. Uh, the, 
I don't, even know, I don't even know what the names of these things are, but it's basically where the water comes up mm-hmm. into the tank. Yeah. Fountain. The, the magic the, fountain. The, <laughs> the, well, there's a float that's used. The, yeah, so yeah. it's the float. So mm-hmm. I had to change that whole thing the other day. Mm-hmm. And so I did it, and there was a little leak that was coming out. I'm like, God. Yeah. So I had to turn the water off, and I had to sit and think about it for a little bit. So an entire day went by, and then I realized the one little thingy i think was backwards so i turned it around and, and it worked and it worked how wonderful is that now as preston has said many times on the show and it is the truth you can find a youtube instructional video for just about anything you are going to do in life true right yeah they are out there and they're and they are many of them are very well done but it's also a matter of getting your hands on and, and doing it yourself getting so down there is. in the toilet yeah, yeah. And getting down up in the toilet uh but there's also um other things like um you know, how do you get around in the wilderness using a compass and a map? Uh, right. How do you light a fire with very little, you know, and stuff like that? Pay the so tour guide. I think you pay the tour yeah. guide to do it for <laughs> you. Fire. Yes. Mike, Mike, can you put this ointment on my hiney? Well, See, that's I, some I, of that I, stuff. Tried, I tried to look up this man camp, and I found a different one that is sort of... Uh, well, it is, is broke. It gayer? It's Brokeback Mountain. Is, <laughs> oh, is basically it? what it yeah. is. Yeah. Wait. Here's some of the description: uh, one ice cream social, one outdoor group shower, one indoor group shower, one bare ass beach. <laughs> Where the best sound you can hear is <laughs> unlimited chances to socialize, be naked, and meet the guys. Well, all right. <laughs> Forget the sounds of the coyote and the wolf. The sound you're all going to want to hear is. <laughs> so that's man camp, huh? Oh, it's over already, Kath. Damn it. I know, it happened. Damn it. Oh, it ended in August. It was in August. <laughs> Outdoor uh, group shower, indoor group shower. You know what? <laughs> that, listen, if uh, if you are so inclined, that looks like it's a wonderful excursion. Right? Where is it? It's in Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, okay. Wisconsin? Yeah. You don't think of man naked outdoor oh, man camp. Oh, it's too chilly. Or, uh, uh, in Wisconsin. Pee-pee will freeze. Right. All right anyhow. Uh, hang on a second. Let me, let me go to... Uh, can you put Mary Beth on hold, please, on line one, so I can uh, go to that phone call? Uh, she has a, uh, there's a girls' camp, apparently. Huh? Uh, just put her teaches. on hold. There you go, yeah, Mike. just put her on hold. Let me go to, hi, Mary Beth, you're on the air. Hey, guys. God, Zeus, I God, love Zeus. you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you. What's up? I want to let you guys know there is some fabulous organization, and actually it's a young woman. Her name is Patrice Banks, and she has started something called Girls Auto Clinic in Philadelphia, and she's been doing these um, all up and down the East Coast. She's been sought out by, you know, magazines and TV stations. She's so things, things like uh, like tire changing and basic automotive. A basic automotive. All right. She's gonna, yep, she's going to be opening up her own shop very close to the city. Excellent. And uh, here the, the, the gotcha is it really is. It's about, you know, women. She actually counsels women on how to buy a car on their own instead of getting taken advantage of. Yeah. And um, she also, her new shop will be Women Mechanics. She works with um, armed services, you know, to employ women, women mechanics, and really just an extraordinary, uh, so if you want to get your oil changed and get your tires looked at, and you, you, know, you can get your nails done, too. <laughs> so <it's> <laughs> but you, but women yeah. can learn how to do it themselves as well. Exactly. Girls Auto Clinic. You can look her up online, girlsautoclinic.com. Um, if you want to find out about Patrice Banks, she's an extraordinary young woman. Cool. Um, we got it. But that's excellent. We'll, we'll definitely check it thanks, out. It's Mary very Beth. cool, yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, but it's, um, 
I, I think there needs to be like like a Clisnos version. It sounds like that's going to be all right. Here, a little bit more elaborate. Yeah. yeah. Just here's how you do the basics, and you just do a weekend thing or something like Casey said, yeah. just to give an idea of how things uh, uh, how things go. You know, I, don't I, know. I like that. Yeah. I like the man camp. I think everyone who graduates should get an eagle. Yeah, <laughs> their own like yeah, their living own eagle. eagle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, huh. just to make you feel wildernessy. I guess I would so. Love to have an eagle, especially if you do you do that group outdoor shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, man camp will also be open to women in the future who have uh, well, told, told this guy that they their skills that they want to learn as well. Hmm. I don't want to knock it down a peg, but uh, man camp is like dinner on Blanc. You pay sixty bucks and you bring all your own stuff. That is nothing it's, like dinner on Blanc. Yes, it is. You're learning something but there. Yeah. You have to bring your own chair, your own food, your own clothes. You have to bring all your own stuff. Yeah, you got to go camping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what camping. So you're paying is. $60. That's, what, that's what you do yeah. when you go camping. So you're paying sixty dollars to go camping. No, you're paying sixty dollars for them to teach you all the things that they're going to teach you. Yeah, but bringing it's your not own just food. a camp. Are you reading the man camp where they yeah. have the, the, have the showers, ever, or are you no, talking no, about? She's on the gay no. site. Oh, okay. no, she's have you ever been camping site. before? It costs you sixty dollars to go camping. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is that man camp. I thought you were talking about the thousand dollar man camp. Oh, no, this oh. is the gay man camp. No. Is the gay man camp a thousand dollars? Oh, this must no, be another no, one. No, 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 no. The man camp that I brought up is eleven hundred dollars, right. and they actually teach you things. So do they they teach you things at the other camp too. Yes, they do. What's your pain threshold? No, this we... is my friend. His name is Lug Nuts. You thought you only had room for one finger. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're expanding your capabilities now. You sure are expanding. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Hey, man. <laughs> a man was arrested for failing to return a 2002 VHS rental movie, <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered. That's real. It's true. It is legitimate. James Myers. <laughs> Actually showed a, a TV station the arrest warrant on Wednesday. It shows that Myers is charged with failure to return rental property, a misdemeanor punishable by up to a two hundred dollar fine. The rental store J and J's Video has since closed, but Myers was still given an April twenty seventh court date for failing to return the gross out comedy about a cartoonist returning home to live with his parents. So why did the video store close, Preston? They just couldn't make it work. I guess so. Yeah. Myers said he was driving his daughter to school Tuesday morning when an officer pulled him over because he had a tail light that was out. Myers said the officer ran his license and approximately twenty five minutes later <laughs> asked him to step out of the vehicle. Uh, Meyer said that uh, uh, he, he, the, the officer said, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a warrant out for your arrest from 2002. Apparently, you rented the movie Freddy Got Fingered and never returned it. Quick question. Would that so they would specify that exactly in the warrant? It's what the, he said. The cop said to him, huh. uh, he said, I thought he was joking. Uh, <laughs> Meyer said the officer, uh, the officers were very polite and professional. They let him take his daughter to school and go to work as long as he promised to turn himself into police uh, later that day. Meyer said that he thought everything would get straightened out at the department, but he was surprised when officers arrested him and then took him to the magistrate's office. He said, for the first time in my life, I got put in handcuffs. Wow. For the movie. Freddie got fingered. And Meyer, has Tom Green found out about this? Uh, you know what? I would, Tom would Green imagine. ought to yeah. jump in and, and help pay this guy's legal costs. Sure. Myers said he vaguely 
remembers renting that particular movie from the family-owned video store. So he's got a court date coming up. Were you good with video returns and all that stuff? Yeah. I I didn't keep them, but uh, I'd return them late all the time. Oh, I'd get Juan for the late fees. Dude, I had to pay like $40 in late fees for a movie called The Willies. (laughs) It was terrible. $40 in late fees for The Willies. And remember, be kind. Rewind. Rewind. That's right. A Florida couple were arrested Tuesday after an agreement led 51-year-old Susan Hurlvert Hurlvert, to strike her husband, 66-year-old Carl Owen Smith, with a burrito to the back of his head. The Oskaloosa County Sheriff's Office said Smith uh, retaliated by stabbing Hurlvert in the hand with a fork. (laughs) Well, fork trumps burrito. Hurlvert told responding officers that the couple was fighting over Smith's desire to go to the bar and drink every night. Uh, police say during the argument, Hulvert uh, hit Put him in the back. the burrito down. Hit him in the back of the head with her half-eaten Taco Bell Burrito Supreme. Uh, she said Smith then stabbed her hand with a fork he was using to eat a Taco Bell pizza and left her home. So, yeah, Steve, notice they're putting all these details in the police report. Taco Bell Burrito yeah, Supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they may indeed Put him in there, yeah. Freddie got fingered <laughs> in those uh, detailed Police reports. Smith is charged with aggravated battery, and Holvert is charged with domestic violence-related battery. You crazy bitch. It's a real short story, but I did see video of it, and it's crazy. Uh, sometimes people get lucky. Uh, take, for example, 23-year-old Taylor Cook, who Baltimore police say crashed her Audi Q5 SUV through the concrete barrier of a parking garage last week. So, like, four or five stories up. Wow. And the vehicle, yeah, it was four stories. The vehicle fell four stories to the sidewalk below. There's video footage of it. You look at it and go, how did somebody live? Because it just, just oh, I have to see smashes that. on the wow. bottom. It landed on its roof. Uh, but she was not seriously injured. That's amazing. Said, yeah, so crazy. A year after Amina Hart had her daughter uh, Layla by an, uh, by an anonymous sperm donor, she tracked him down because she wanted Layla to know her father. Well, the new mom actually managed to find the donor, and the two fell in love and got married. Oh, what a love story. Hart says on the TV series Australian Story, so romance was born. Well, you have a new series, Sealed in Semen. Uh, She said, I just essentially say to people, the cart cart well and truly came before the horse, and the horse, uh, her name was Layla, and the horse (laughs) caught up eventually and uh, hooked itself on any reason to just play this yeah i mean and then then she entered into this journey to find the man who created the baby batter that spawned her child uh hart says that she chose scott anderson's profile from a stack of three because he described himself as happy and healthy and (laughs) i'm sorry i'll let it go You got to admit, it was solid. pretty solid. I thought it was a little rocky. Oh, <laughs> yes! Two more. Okay. <laughs> we went along the journey together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I've lost my place. Uh, they died in a fiery wreck. No, oh. no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, She decided to track down the sperm donor because uh, she didn't know her own father. Yeah, that's him. Anderson said, uh, neither of us expected it to happen. I fell in love with uh, Layla before I fell in love with Amina. And the couple story is already a book and a movie is in the works. Wow. That is, uh, well, that's a very touching story about the, them getting together that way. I'm, I'm sure they would try to dissuade you from doing that, right? 
What, from, track- from tracking down the donor? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. So stay right where you are. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So our next guest is a world champion. She's going to be in our city this week. And her accolades are, it's too many to get into, but I'll just, I'll give you one stat. The number one all-time leading scorer in international soccer history. It's <laughs> wow. pretty amazing. With 184 goals. And she's going to be speaking at the Pennsylvania Conference for Women. Please welcome Abby Wambach to the Yay! show this morning. Morning, Abby. <laughs> What's going on? How's yeah, it going? It's going very well. And yourself? I'm great, you know. I'm great. I'm just laying in bed. Oh man, there you go. that's pretty much where you want to be. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you'll be up and about in uh, in our area. Where do you hail from, by the way? What do you call home? Um, I'm actually. I feel like I'm always on the road right now. So yeah. um, I'm I'm in Orlando, and I've got some um, events today and tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, I, I've been living in Portland for a while. I think I'm actually moving down to Florida fairly soon. So, um, yeah, I need the sun. I'm a sun, I'm a sun freak. <laughs> not enough in Portland? Definitely not enough in Portland. <laughs> a little bit rainy. A little bit rainy in Portland. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Well, listen, you're, yeah, you're, you're speaking. You said you're busy. So this is a... I, after you After you have a successful career like yourself... Um, you know, people want to hear about it and they want to hear your, your, uh, how how you went about this in your life and, and managed to have these keys of success that came along. So this is a regular thing for you going to speak, uh, to groups of, of people. Um, does that, uh, do you try to change it up each time? Are you delivering the same message when you step in front of a group? Well, I think it changes every time, depending on the actual group, depending on the energy of the group, depending on what's the kind of the topic at hand. Uh, a lot of times I do corporate stuff. You know, this is the Pennsylvania Conference for Women, and so there's 13. They're, they're, it's the 13th uh, year that they've run run this this whole event, and there's going to be like 9,000 men and women. So <clears throat> everybody there, everybody who's going to this conference, has specific, unique um, things that they really want to take away from it, and I, and I think that that's what I try to instill in um, the different groups that I talk to around the country. So it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited. I never write my speech down. Um, oh, I you, always, you do it off the top of your head all the time? Yeah. I always, That's awesome. I, you know, I've, I've done it so many times that it's not like old hat or anything. It's just I. that's the way that it keeps me engaged, you know, right. because things are so fluid and always in flux, whether it be social issues or whatnot, that um, I don't really like having set you know, bullet points that I'm like always trying to hit. I want it to be kind of current events. And it know? gets it gets boring too if you if you're just doing it by rote and you're not you're not kind of being a, a fluid in your presentation. Yeah, you know that it, that wouldn't engage my personality or or my brain um, in in ways that would make me happy doing what I'm doing. So I, cu- I, I couldn't resist though if I were you to get up every time and go step number one be a world class athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I do. I do try to have fun. I do try to um, make some jokes um, because I think that it can get really monotonous listening to people speak to, speak at you. You know what I mean? So I like to get the crowd involved. Um, but but really, you know, I think that, that being kind of up to date on some of the current affairs that are happening in, in every speech you do. So every week something happens and you got to keep people engaged somehow throughout, the, throughout your 
Well, when you're going around and talking to people, what do you find? I mean, because obviously they're, they're coming there. They're looking for a little bit of inspiration. As President said, keys to, to success. And, and I mean, it's a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is ability. What, what, what is the one thing people seem to find that you deliver to them that, that really resonates with them as far as getting ahead or moving forward? Well, I think that what I am good at doing is trying to um, express the fact, not only the fact that I'm a human, right? Like I did really, I I played soccer really well for a long time. Um, But like, that didn't mean I was like always going to go out and feel like amazing about being a soccer player. You know, there were, there were days that I was grinding, you know, there were days that were brutal. There were days that I like, I like looked forward so much to being asleep in my bed at night. (laughs) Right. Because, because three days, four days, you know, sitting through meetings, um, dealing with some, some drama off the field with team with teammates. You know, there's like a lot of stuff that happens that happened throughout my career that wasn't easy. But it's sometimes like getting through those really brutal moments that make the outcome worth it, you know? Um and I think I, I, I personally believe that everything is relatable, right? So whether I I did something at the highest stage for as long as I did um, or your your entry level position in in your your workforce, you still have to have the same kind of value system in order to reach the same level of fulfillment that you need back from the job that you're doing. Um, and and they're really simple. And it's like people don't understand. Like the people wonder, like how how can I lose weight? I'm like, it's a really simple equation. Okay, <laughs> you need to intake less calories than you ex- expel. Yeah, right? yeah. You, no, that's right. But it's easier yeah. said that's than done, it. as well. You know, uh, and and so you know, how how do you win a gold medal in the Olympics, or or how do you have a, a, a long career as a uh, um, a world class athlete, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, has to do with with genes, right? So um, you you were blessed with uh, with these genes of of being a world class athlete, but that doesn't mean it stops there, and you actually have to put in the time and effort. Yeah, it takes forever. You know, it's like it's like Malcolm Gladwell with the ten thousand hour rule. It takes a long time to get to become an expert at something, but the truth is, and this is, I wholeheartedly believe this, that no matter what industry you're in or what lane you 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 work in you everybody has the opportunity to have their special olympics their that not special olympics but their yeah. olympics their 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 world cup whatever it is um every job has like their mecca where, yeah. where people want to get to and so, it does yeah. take a lot of work you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like sugarcoat it and give you a, a 10 minute a day workout plan that's gonna like be, <laughs> make you become an olympic athlete right that's just like not going to happen but it's just the it's just the whole of our 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 choices and i really believe um that you don't have to be perfect i've made that perfectly clear that perfection is not something that i've ever claimed to be um you just have to have passion and when you impassion yourself with something it doesn't feel like work that makes sense no absolutely and and i I, and to an earlier point you were making i think it's hard for people to see the big picture so they'll they'll move along and, and and I do it where it's like, oh, the, man, this is not the way we wanted this bit or this thing to come out. And then realize, OK, but you, you, you got to take the larger picture. How, you know, how what is the overall level of of consistency of your performance and realize there are peaks and valleys and and everything hits. You know, there's there's still a certain level you want to operate at it and you're not killed by the by the valleys and you shouldn't get too high on the peaks. Well, the thing is, this is the, the thing about all successful people out there. 
is that they actually learn more from from their failures yeah. than they do their successes. If you're really gonna like go after being successful and and truly like be honest with yourself, it's those failures that that allow people the opportunity to reset, to recalibrate, to readjust. You know, and the other thing that makes me crazy is if you want to be successful, try to interact with your life in the way that you like teach your children. You know, like so many people are like, I don't know how, why I'm so successful, but then you have your kids on this massive regiment of um, going to school and then after school programs and or sports and or uh, after school activities or whatever it is. We don't hold ourselves to the same standards that we do our children. Mm. And that's yeah, because we were already kids. It sucked. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, is that there's value in all the things especially trying new things as a kid, you know, sometimes we get stuck in ruts and we don't know what we're doing. Well, that just probably means that you're not doing the right thing. You know, you're not doing what's best for you. Not necessarily the right thing. That's a good point. Somebody tell Corey Feldman that, please. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Can you talk to Corey Feldman? Yeah. That'd be great. Hang up the music. (laughs) Uh, Abby, I I had mentioned the Olympics and you had mentioned the world cup for you. What is the bigger accomplishment winning the world cup or winning the Olympics? Everybody always asks, asks that. And, um, the World Cup is like a uniquely our own tournament where the like the spotlight's kind of shining only on our team. Um, but growing up, you know, the Olympics was like always a thing that you only knew about, you know. Um, and they both are world championships, so they both feel exactly the same, but they both kind of are presented in different ways. Um, so, you know, there's nothing like getting gold medal wrapped around your neck, and then there's also nothing like hoisting a World Cup championship trophy um they're they're very different but very similar and i know that answers zero parts of the question mm-hmm. that you asked but that's just like the truth of it well i just want to thank you because i have uh, two daughters who currently play soccer and and um and it, it was um empowering for them to to watch you guys um you know we watched we were down the shore we watched you guys win the um the world cup and uh we watched you win the olympics so it, it was great to do that with my daughters yeah, no problem. I, I'm. It's such a pleasure for me, you know, because people don't know this. Um, this is like a truth. You know, all Olympic athletes, they like, you know, they compete and then they go right on TV and they're like, yes, you know, like hard work and dedication. Like nobody talks about how stressful it is to be under that amount of pressure, right? And, and you're almost, when you're in it, you almost have to like fake it until you make it. You're like, oh no, I'm not, this is fine. Like, this is what I do every day. Like, you know, competing at the highest level for, to become a world champion. No, like it's so stressful. So when, when it works out and we end up winning, it's like such a relief and that everybody else got to enjoy in it is like such a massive bonus. And um, a huge reason why we do it is to inspire the young kids to, to maybe kind of follow in our footsteps one day. And to piggyback on what Casey said, uh, he mentioned his daughters, but I have a son, and really to him it doesn't matter if it's the men in the World Cup or the women in the World Cup. I mean, it's just soccer, and and to to him it's really exciting to watch. So I'm really glad that you guys have been able to rise up above really, um, in a lot of levels, uh, gender, because it it just doesn't matter. You're you're Americans, and you're you're incredible athletes, and, and we're proud of you as a result. That is so, that's such a valuable thing. I mean, when we got back from even the 2011 World Cup, and we barely... Um, we just we just lost in, in the final and penalty kicks, and it was so heartbreaking. People in the United States didn't didn't get that we lost. You know, we had scored that late late goal against Brazil, and um, a 15 year old boy came up to me and he's like, "When I get older, 
He's screaming in my face. <laughs> I want to be a women's professional soccer. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. And I thought, wow. Uh, you know, of course I laughed, and then I thought, oh my god, like this. That's something. Yeah. Like, that's something that, like, a 15-year-old boy would say that, like, because he had a thought process on it. <laughs> um, that and is I wild. know winning helps. Winning helps, and it's a and what we do representing our country is big, and, you know, our, our team has been fairly successful over the years, so I get it. You know, I get, I get wanting to follow winners. Cool. Excellent. Well, listen, you're going to be with a lot of great people, uh, the Pennsylvania Conference for Women. We're really cool that you're going to be coming in and speaking to this group and, and – um, uh, just, you know, and we have a lot of great history with, with wonderful female, yes. uh, soccer players with, uh, uh, Heather Mitts and, and Carly Lloyd, uh, being yeah. from this area as well. So, uh, we're uh, happy that you're coming in. So, uh, Abby, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us, uh, this morning and, um, enjoy your, your continuing nomadic move around the country, <laughs> inspiring people. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, no have problem. Abby yeah. Wombach. Hey. Thank you. Wow. Very inspiring. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, She's got a lot of cool stuff to say. And, I mean, just unbelievably talented. I mean, the greatest of all time as far as scoring goes. That was one game, by the way, Preston. <laughs> 184 yeah, goals in one game. Yeah, it was an amazing game. Wow. I would like to know where Carly Lloyd is in that line because she just is a scoring machine. By the way, she also, uh, uh, Abby was uh, in 2015 uh, one of Time's 100 Most Influential People. That's a big, big uh, category to fall into. It's been years since we've been in that list. I haven't. It's been ages. <laughs> years. So we just got a video mm-hmm. uh, of a guy on the Schuylkill Expressway. Stop it. Riding a... That looks like a green machine to me. It is. Well, I mean... It's like a big... That, it's, a, it's a good... Uh, it's the newer video. version of the green machine. This yeah. was posted yesterday. On YouTube. Uh, uh, so that we, looks like the Vine Street Expressway, actually, with that, those high walls Is it there. an actual green machine or a motorcycle? No, no, no. It's the, it's the, the little kids, it's the little kids pedaling it's a big wheel. on the highway. It's a big wheel, essentially. <laughs> so this video is up on PrestonandSteve.com. Do uh, we know why? No. Hang on. Let me see. This is. It's only 18 seconds long, and it's a guy. He almost gets run over by a car. Oh, this makes more sense. Preston, those walls, it's on the boulevard. That's on the boulevard? Uh, yeah, look, does, right? Doesn't it make? Yeah, it looks like it. Yep. Does it make more sense? Okay, I guess so. Why does that make more sense? Because, because the that's look of it. That's No, it doesn't make sense that he's riding. Oh, I understand. Yeah, doesn't it make more sense? Kathy, on the boulevard. Kathy takes his. He needed to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get to the northeast. Oh I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Nick, Nick just pulled that up. All yeah. right, so awesome. take a look at that when you get a chance. Those are the. I miss the green machine. That so do I. That's ever. the. They actually sell the, those, and the one that he appears to be riding is the one for the for adults. It is. Yeah. And he's so like look at him. Unless he is a no, dwarf. I, I, no, I think that's that's a. I think. That's a kid one. Yeah, it's his hands are in really tight. Maybe he's just a small guy. Watch when he makes the turn too. When that white car comes over close to him, like he's kind of like, oh, excuse yep. me, yep. like oh, just, sorry, sorry, I was changing lanes. <laughs> Oops, my fault. This oh, way. No turn signal either. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Anyhow, that video's up if you want to see that. Um, we have an issue. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? Well, you guys know of this, uh, but we've never brought it up on air. Uh, but Casey brought these into the studio. Uh, I have three ink pens. They're Bic, just your standard, you know, office ink pen cheapies. One might find in any drawer. Yeah, and these have been mutilated what happened? Clearly, someone has been chewing on these on these pens. Well, wait a second. They're kept in this studio, correct? No, no, no. 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 The, he got these from the, uh, w- what's the number studio next door? 
uh, 4F? 4F? Yeah. In Studio 4F, which is the main MMR uh, studio. And these pens are absolutely mutilated by how badly they've been chewed yeah, on. They have a the, major pen problem in that studio. The caps are chewed on. The, and the little clip on the cap where you can you know, like stick it on your pocket or something yeah. like that. That is now it goes straight out instead of down. It's useless. And it's all flat and there are teeth marks all over it. Well, it's, it's covered with someone else's gerb then. Gerb. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's, it's got the curb all over it. Not unless they cleaned all, and, and I doubt they did. If, they, if they're sticking a, a, a pen in their mouths and chewing away. And the body of the pen is also, it's all scraped up. I can feel it on the, on the tips of my fingers like here. Like somebody put their teeth on it? Yeah. Like, who does well, I mean, like, you know, what? I mean, like, just gnawing on it, like a, like a dog would on what, a bone. What, do we have a, a badger doing weekends? So there's three of them here. Yeah, it, it, and they're, they're community that's disgusting. pens. Yeah, that's gross. All right, so who do you figure is the greatest perpetrator, or the most likely perpetrator? I know exactly who it is. Perpetrator. You know who it is? Yes, that pen looks extremely familiar to me. Oh. Who is it? It's Matt Cord. It's Matt Cord. He Matt used Cord? to do that with, I used to, to um, him and I used to get, uh, I would basically make fun of him because he would do that to all the pens at the Sixers games. He would use a, a red and a blue pen, and he would uh, chew the chew, F out of them. He would chew the F out of the top of it. And I Matt's always, got some major teeth. I always used to be like, "Ew, that's so gross." You know what Matt also does is um is he leaves like toothpicks on the floor. Does he? Yeah. On the floor. Yeah, Jackie Bam Bam points it out to me. He's like, "Oh, look at this. Look at this." He also puts his toothpicks. Uses the picky teeth. He also puts his toothpicks in his Altoids tin. So never take an Altoid from Matt Court. <laughs> He used toothpicks. He will say. I don't know them. if they're you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, Sometimes he needs he needs a toothpick. This can't be good but for your teeth. It can't be. Uh, yeah, no. That I, though I would, he has titanium teeth. I would bet that's him. Um, he has beautiful. teeth. I don't know for sure, but I, I would bet that's him. But apparently, uh, pens are a big issue here. Like we we can't get pens anymore since there's nobody in our our mail room. Yeah, they uh, to go get pens. They eliminated that position, so now like it's it's floating people who work the uh, well. Pancake, the mail room Pancake the got a hard time uh, for asking for more pens too soon. He oh, was ahead of the time he would have normally. It's it's like getting an ahead. iPhone and you're on a plan. Right. Yeah. Who did he ask? Right. I, I'm not sure, but he was okay. like, yeah. Apparently, because, I'm, vendor. I'm, because I'm going to need some new highlighters soon. And usually I would go to the person that worked in our mailroom and get a whole box of them. Yeah. And they would last me. That's what Pancake said. He asked for a box and he couldn't get a box. He can only get three pens. Well, last 11 o'clock, uh, usually the, the pen coach comes into the parking lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And you can go down and pick <laughs> up. Coach. You see everyone coming out of their offices. I can't keep a, um, uh, a Sharpie. Because I think Preston keeps ganking them because he, he uses them around his thing. I, I will have a sharp. The last one I had was red, and I had it there for at least a month. I know. The blue one that you have around your neck now was my Sharpie that I had here. Is, is that your designated area? I thought it was right here. Wow. Well, I might have ended up over there. But wow. You, it started, there? started with the yogurt. Yeah. We have some scrap <laughs> paper between go. us. This is the dividing line. All right, yeah. Anything on this side. Is, oh, mine. is yours? Yeah, I don't well, think I don't it's. I, I don't think it's there. defined. You got to do put a put a paint a white line on the carpet. All I know is that he didn't get the sharpie, so he shouldn't put it. You know this what? Thing. When I pick this up and I put it on my lanyard, which I wear around my neck because it's really easy to get the pen when you need yeah. to jot something down while yes. you're working. I had a feeling you might have an issue with that, <laughs> and I should have right then wow. and there. I should have just not taken it. And I just, it's, you know. Well, but, I just been, I've been I, slumming it with this purple one that's really on its last legs. We used to have and so somebody, many of them. Somebody chewed that. I'm just Matt Cord. Mm. <laughs> How did you feel when Preston took your pen? Sharpies are a premium around here, though. They are. We well, used good to have ones. so many We used of to them. have a lot. I know. You want to know when we burned through the, the biggest 
collection of Sharpies is during calendar signings at Chickies. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also uh, for the campout. Dear the, God. The office supply wars of WMMR. But I'll yeah. tell you what. Like, you know, we work with some really great people who do some really... With great handwriting. Really, really <laughs> butthead things. Like, I can't stand going into that kitchen and, and going to the coffee pot and there being a quarter of a cup of coffee in there. That's a consistent issue here. It drives right. me crazy. I mean, I will pour out that little bit of remaining coffee and I'll start a new, a new deal. I don't want to get the dregs. And what stinks is... um. Is that I have to look that person Wait a in second. the eye, and I don't know who it is. We have a point of contention up on the phones here, Preston. Uh, uh-oh. There oh, may, be, okay. uh, there may right. be a false accusation. Hang on a second. Yeah, Pancake's on the line. Pierre's producer. Hey, Pancake. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So you have a theory on the chewed pens? Uh, yeah, so I think that it's Jackie. See, Jackie uh, blames Matt Cord. Real? Well, because Matt Cord uh. uses different pens. Matt Cord has uh, That's true. Matt Court has special DJ pens. He does. Now, Pancake's right. He has the blue and the red pen that he uses for everything. Ah. Ink pens or markers? Okay. Like more, kind of, no, more like a marker. Like a a felt pen. Like a felt pen. (laughs) That's a marker. They're weighted and they're specially fitted to Matt. Oh. Like a golf club. Yeah, yeah. You got fitted for them. You got fitted for these pens. But Jackie, um, Jackie has his own pens as well. Did you know because you know <laughs> pens go missing all the time that Jackie's got a secret hiding spot for all the pens in the uh, can't be where? that secret. Oh yeah, do you want me to? Here, I'll... are are we overlooking the fact that it may be Jackson doing this that we Ooh. may not have even considered? I don't that. think Jackson. Jackson eats shrapnel. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, pancake. Uh, I don't know. You you still thinking it's Jackie? Wow. You, so call you, it, order... you call it the pen what? The pen famine. The pen famine. Oh, pen famine. The great oh, pen famine. The great pen famine. famine. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pancake, right. you ordered your own box of pens? Uh, yes, we ordered uh, two boxes of, of eco-friendly pens. Oh, but of course, it's because it's Pierre. <laughs> eco-friendly pen. <laughs> Made out of bear penises. Right. Oh, my God. So, you guys will hoard those, I assume? Uh, yes. You have to. They uh, They use their own a money locked, to buy them. locked drawer? Wow. Okay. <laughs> It's hoarding time. It's the post-apocalyptic world we live in. All right, you on your Pens way? Pens are in? a commodity. You on your way in, Pancake? Just, just got here. Okay, oh. all right. Pick up Come a bag on. of sand and bring it up to us. Thanks. <laughs> Go home and Go home and get your bag of sand. <laughs> Go home and get your sandbag. <laughs> Pancake was hit on the head with a bag of sand. <laughs> We haven't let him forget about it. No, since. no. All right. It's so, an uncommon injury. So Jackie Bam Bam says it's Matt. Pancake says it's Jackie. It could well, be Jackson. Hold on, wait. Rodney just texted me. Oh, Rodney's weighing in. Uh-oh, we have another hotline call coming in. Who is it? It's probably Matt. We've, we've touched a nerve. Uh, what, is, what is... uh? I knew it. What's Rodney said? Uh, nice boobs. I can't, well, I can't read it because he's cursing. Well, just say fart. Use a different uh, word. I don't, I'm not really sure. It, no, just go on. Hold uh, on. All right, Matt's on the line. Hey, Matt. I don't chew pens. <laughs> you don't Never. chew pens ever? No, I treat my, and I, I use Paper Mate, Flare, Blue and Red. Uh-huh. I treat them like gold. You put uh- that cap in your mouth. Do not say you don't. Well, do, uh, so do. Not, but I never chew it. I, I No, I don't. The chewer is Jackie. Come on. All right. So why is he blaming you? And I don't put toothpicks in my Altoid. <laughs> yes, you do. You toothpicks in that Altoid tin. Are you kidding me? I just use that can for the Sixer game. Just know that everything that Kathy says is a little bit suspect because of the right. sexual tension between you two. Right. 
Matt. Well, no, the, the, all right, there are toothpicks sometimes in there, but I, they're not used. Okay, oh. all right, all right. But I knew there Brand were toothpicks new. in there. Fresh picks. As soon as I'm done with them, I throw them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the way any man would. Jackie. So no, Jackie's pointing at him. He's like, he goes, you look, look in the look in the uh, the elevator. There's a toothpick on the floor. There. It's Matt Cord. Uh, well, <laughs> suddenly he's Sherlock Holmes. Let me get my DNA kit. Sometimes I leave them near Sarah's work area because it grosses her out. Oh, as a little okay. Right. Yeah, and Thank sometimes you. I'll put three or four on her windshield wiper. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have more. We have more calls coming in on the hotline. Uh, oh, right. here we go. All right. All right, so Matt's vehemently no, definitely not. He no. said he says okay. Jackie is the Thank chewer. Thank you, Matt. Okay, all right. We have our engineer Rodney Bird, who's on the line. Hey, Rodney, what's going on? Yo, man. All right, so you wanted to weigh in on the the well, the, the, the great. Whole, the whole office supply epidemic is going on around there. It's like people just don't realize what it takes to run an operation like ours. Right. So people are just like, you know, oh, well, you know, why did you go through two boxes of tents? Because it happens. Every time somebody comes in and says, sign this, you know, they walk out with the pen. That's why pens have chains on. You're saying that with it, as a whole, we do not appreciate what goes into keeping uh, an office supplied. No, it's not a matter of that. It's just that our people who are doing the office supplies now need to learn that, you know, yeah, we need we more pens. Oh, so it's uh, the other way. He is. A, he's oh, okay. an advocate. Okay, yeah, I, got I agree. You. I agree. Listen, dude, I, I use I use highlighters like nobody's business. You guys see my, my the junk drawer and the yeah. bizarre file stuff. It's, yeah. I, I I burn through. High and then you just you just enjoy sniffing them. Of yeah. course, yeah. you get a little high. But, but, I mean, think about when we go out on a remote. We carry all our own office supplies with us because we know what you need. That's true. Yeah. He's and right. We have to reload it every time we go out. Damn so, right. Rodney is the man with his finger on the pulse. It is what it right. is. I would listen to him. But you uh, know what? There are there are people out there who are more inclined to gank those things. When, and, and not because they're... You like, call them the gankers? They're gankers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a subset of the Queek Club. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. they're not then, like thieves or anything like that. Like I had a friend of mine yeah. from college who... At the end of the night, after like a five-hour party, he would have like five lighters in his pocket, right. you know, and it was just that he was, was thing. He was, you know, because he started and the silverware. Night with, he would start the night with zero lighters and forget that he 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 was putting other people's lighters in his pocket. All right, yeah. happen. all right, Rodney. And, thanks. You know, hey, one other thing, Pierre. Yeah. You, know, you know, he actually at the end of the month he'll bring in a bag of all the highlighters and uh, sharpies and stuff like that. He'll bring them back. He's like, oh, yeah, well, after I, you know, somebody oh, gets something. So he, he Pierre collects them and then brings yeah. them, but at least he brings them back. That's a good idea. I do like that. All right. Thanks, Rod. All right. By the way, somebody, uh, Jacob, listener Jacob, wants us to please call this the pandemic. The pandemic. Uh, I like that. So it's not Pierre and it's not Matt Cord. Should we bring in an expert to note the teeth, teeth markings? Marks. And do a DNA test. That's exactly these. what I was thinking. Mm. Because you have a set number of people who are using that air studio, you mm. can get DNA swabs. Yep. And then uh, get samples from all of the chocks, and you could nail this down in uh, in no time. Quickly, we need some plastic baggies to put this evidence in, Hurry so up. it doesn't get further contaminated. And they right. takes gloves for Wait the rental search. Chuck is coming in. What is it? Find my goddamn cereal bowl. <laughs> <laughs> somebody stole Chuck's beloved cereal bowl. Yeah, what's That's that like about? We had a- we had a rash of people taking headphones, stealing Chuck's cereal bowl. And spoon. 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 Chewing on pens. 
This is ridiculous. The hell's going on around By the here? Way, do you want me to go uh, to Jackie Bam Bam's secret hiding spot and see how many pens he has there? And see if there's any chewed up ones. Right, hang on. Oh. Casey. Can I come with you? I want to see where it is. Can you divulge that I'm to going her? With them. Case? Look at how, right. how thrilled they are to do this. I know. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. This is what it's come to. Okay, so Brent Porsche is on the line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our weekend warriors representing. It's uh, Brent Porsche. Hey, Brent. I can't believe you guys are having this conversation <laughs> right now. This is such a point of contention between all of us DJs. I no knew idea. it. All right, so all right, so if it's a point of contention, I would may we assume then that you're not the mad chewer. Well, I also have my own personal stash of pens. Like, I have to keep my own pens, my own highlighters. I keep everything in my bag with all my stuff because you leave it there, it's as good as gone. I could be the shift after the next shift after me, and that, that's, that's good as gone. Wow. All right, so if you were a betting man, who is the chewer? <laughs> One of the two previous hotliners that weren't Rodney. <laughs> what? One of the two who are not yeah, Rodney. You're... Yeah, one, maybe, maybe the vampire and, you know. I know Matt Cord has his things. I, I've seen the toothpicks all over the place. They're they're poking into the walls in the studio, and they're you know you find them on the floor. Of course, we had the foot powder incident a couple years ago. There was a foot powder that? incident. Oh, do tell about the foot powder incident. There was like every day or every other day there would be like a a, a cylindrical circle of foot powder right near Pancake's desk, but it wasn't Pancake. For some reason, in the same area, it was there every single day. Oh my so God. as if a cylindrical spread of foot powder. Uh, what what did what was the assumption? Someone was applying foot powder at Pancake's desk. I guess so. They felt the need to powder their foot either before or after or during their shift. I don't know why they couldn't wait to do it at home, but you know. Wow. Oh, there's a I whole. I know bo- where Jackie's secret stash of pens are. Where you I've do? I've seen all of the chewed up pens. They're awful and disgusting. That's part of the reason why I bring my own pens. We're filthy. Okay, wow. so you, I, right. he sounds pretty believable, Brent does. Thanks, about Brent. This. All right, so Kathy has returned in the studio with Casey and the full oh my stash. God. Oh, my God. Look at all. That's Hold insane. on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold, hey, yeah. stay there, Brent. Brent Porsche is on the line, too. All right, so hold on. I have, I have a tray here. I want you guys to hear how many pens. All right, go ahead and put them down. <laughs> Wait how many? That looks like 50 pens. That's but just from Jackie's hiding Here's hole. the chewed up ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. These are all chewed up ones. Wow. 17, um, 18. We might have a culprit here. This one has teeth marks on it, too. 19. The other ones look clean. So about ha- almost half of the pens? 19 chewed up pens. I think I need to apologize to Matt Cord. Yeah, I think, I think so. Sorry. So, I mean, is this... Is Jackie guilty? Yes. Well, that's his secret. We haven't stash. received a call from Jackie. We haven't heard from the defense yet. The way he's someone sleeping? might not no, want it. Well, he's, he's actively tweeting. No, he's definitely still up. Yeah, he's up. <laughs> All right, call. Then you. Call. That was in there too. This thing. <laughs> no, that's mine. Oh, that's yours. Sorry. Call, call Jackie. It was just for fun. Call Jackie, Casey. Call I Jackie. Think, I think Wait. Marissa is. Here's one okay. More. All right, that makes an even twenty. So, but let me ask 20 you. Twenty chewed up pens. Was Jackie the first to um, suggest that it was Matt that was chewing the pens? Yes. Who complained about So this comes full it, circle. Jackie. Hmm. So why so is it's, he... Are we going to go by the um, uh, the people versus he who smelt the Delta? <laughs> <laughs> or people in glass houses? Mm-hmm. Or Jacques? 
I'm going with the Queef Club. Jackie Hughes. <laughs> um, I Queef get, Club! Yes. Queef <laughs> Club! Nobody's uh, implicated Marcus in this. Ooh. No. You don't think so? He did the overnights last night. But listen, maybe Jackie may have just stolen these chewed up pens. And oh. taken them and it's put quite it in, possible. In, in his stash. I mean, it's mm. like you never know until you hear the other He rescued them. Why steal chewed up pens? Why, I would steal. And if I wasn't the pen chewer, I, I, I wouldn't Maybe want... he's got a problem. Mm. Well, and, but look at all of those pens. Everyone is... is... Hoarding their pens, and he has the majority of them. Brent, what would you say if you're a betting man here? Uh, you know what? Jackie used to come in with two big, super-sized iced coffees and donut holes and all that kind of stuff, and he doesn't anymore, so I think that's what he uh, chews on. The pens you're saying he's replaced, his, and stuff the he's replaced his oral fixation with, or at least for donuts and stuff, with pens. And I know Matt sticks with his pens. I know he has his specific blue and, and red pens, that, like the marker things that he, that he uses. Right. And Jackie's the only one that ha- has his secret stash of pens. But as you can see, most of them are shoot on. Okay. Mm. All right. Thank you, Brent. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Love right, you, man. I one think our, we... One of our best jocks on the weekends right there, Brent Porsche. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Bam Bam's on the line. Bam Bam! Yeah. A uh, little late for him to be up, but uh, hey, Bam Bam. I'm like the sixth person of the Preston Steve show. It's going to be a good habit here. I like I, it is. It's, it is a good right. habit. You, Jackie, I, I need to ask you a question. So have, have you complained that there are chewed up pens in the studio and that Matt Cord may be the uh, the culprit? No, I never complain about them because I put the pens in my mouth. When you smoke cigarettes and all, you need something in your mouth. You get a little nervous. I don't chew them, but... I'll be honest with you. I put a couple in my mouth. Yeah. So well, yeah. so wait a minute. So okay, uh, Casey. I thought you said he's he's not he's not being totally forthcoming. <laughs> well, he just uh, he just woke up. Matt, Matt Cord doesn't have a problem with pens. Matt Cord has a problem with toothpicks. Not never. All right. We've heard about Matt Cord's toothpicks problem. We we've heard that someone has a, a foot powder issue. We've heard, but this chewed pen thing. Now we yeah. we have actually found your. Super hidden stash of pens, and at least oh, great. half no, of them. I have anything to write with tonight when I get there. That's my. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, there's a thousand yeah. pens and markers up there. You have plenty. No, you're to good. Write. We'll put them back. You better put them back, Casey. Not to but mention listen. the three dozen pens you have in your briefcase. No, no, I can never find a pen. That's where they're hidden because there's never nothing to write you with. You can't find them because they're all up there. Jackie, there's fifty of them here, and twenty of them are chewed on. Well, I, I'm not going to say I chewed them, but I, I do say I hide them all. All right, so if you put them in your mouth, are you sure that at any point in time you don't give a little quick little nibble? <laughs> uh, maybe I do, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think we what, just what, solved something. I think we did. I just woke up, so what's the whole yeah. thing on chewing pens? And- we, well, we found these pens in the studio that are just absolutely mangled and mutilated. They've been chewed on. And, and the and- reason we're even talking about it is because I saw those pens and I said, I'm like, God, who's chewing all these pens? And you were like, it's Matt Cord. No, I never said it was Matt Cord. Matt Cord only uh, leaves toothpicks. That's it. Uh-huh. But Matt, Matt, Matt Cord never leaves. Matt Cord throws the pens out and disconnects the light bulbs. That's all Matt He disconnects the light bulbs? I, I've actually watched him. He unscrews the light bulbs because, like, when you turn on a light switch, it doesn't just take care of one light. It takes care of, like, a whole row of lights. Okay. So yeah. in order to get the, the lighting right for what he likes is he'll unscrew the bulbs oh. that, that he wants out. 
No, everyone's a germaphobe, and Matt wipes the board down, and I totally understand that, and he likes it dark. But I follow Matt, and Matt throws away every pen that's in the building, whether uh-huh. it's or anybody. So that's why I have to hide my pens. Okay, but you don't you think you've hidden enough? Well, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know how many where I hide them. I just throw them in. You there don't know where you them. hide them. Well, I know where I hide them, but I so, mean, I, they're in a secret place where I can't see them. It's, and that's yeah, a, we just I, got them. <laughs> I, right, I, don't, okay. I don't understand. Well, Casey Boy is, knows because Casey it, Boy seen me put them in there. But I mean, if you hide them, aren't is don't you hide it so you can go and retrieve it and then use it? Yeah, but it's I'm not going to give it away. I can't explain it to you. I can't see where. Yeah, I Yeah, so he he tosses it up there and probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just reach. He probably doesn't know how many. Oh, it's there. in and up like above a cupboard oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. No, no, I didn't yes. know where it was. Yes. And so you toss them up there, and then that way you can just reach up. Well, dude, you got. We got. We have them all. It's a, <laughs> it's a ridiculous amount of them. You're, you can you can stop doing that now. Okay. Well, just reach up there and there, get them. We don't have a mailroom person where I could uh, subscribe pens and highlighters. Jackie, you you've got enough. To. Jackie. Yes. You just gave yourself a one way ticket to the penitentiary. By the way, somebody texted in and said, uh, Cord was just a red herring. It was Bam Bam in 4F with the big pen. Yes. <laughs> All right, I think we've cleared this up. I think we so, have. Yeah. There yeah. were admissions. There were things that uh, people fessed up to. Okay. We sweated them all. All right. And we got Can you the- guys give a uh, shout out to Ike Richmond? Because he woke me up. He said, You guys are frying me. He's calling my phone like crazy. <laughs> sure, no we, we love Ike. All right. Or Comcast Spectacle. All right, Bam Bam. Good night. Good night. Bye. Go, go see Talk to you later. All right. So, well, wow, we did good today, guys. We need right. a, we need yeah. a picture of this array of Jackie's secret stash of pens, and and then how many of them are chewed up? I think he's chewing on them and he's not he admitting is, it, or he doesn't. All right, and, quick and, question. And he's then. not just sticking them. In. He's he's gnawing on them. Yeah. What about all the panties with skid marks in Kathy's garbage can? <laughs> oh, those are mine. Although yours, yeah. all right. We have an admission. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyhow. Well, she immediately fessed up. But I think we, we solved something. We did. We, I know. I'm pretty, pretty happy good. that we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Very rare that we actually do. So Teamwork. Well, cool. they're happy. we have to talk to HR now. That's what they're going to do. If I could just find out who turns my headphones down every day. Yeah, and then we got to get Chuck's bowl and his spoon. Yeah, there's and, a bowl uh, out there somewhere. And somebody messes with my headphones from time to time. And every, somebody, he, somebody heats up my suppository. Yeah. How about that? That's not fun. Well, that's that could be fun. actually dangerous. No, boiling. Now. You I'm, don't want them cold. I my, mean, but, yeah. <laughs> my theory about Chuck's bowl is somebody threw it away because they thought it was trash because it was an old-looking bowl. Yeah, yeah, but it's sentimental. I'm, yeah. no, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. saying that. All right. From home. Here's what we need to do. we got to take a quick break. Yes. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.